and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. We got to talk about your man, your main man, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, calling out Black Lives Matter for not really talking about the violence and the chaos and the carnage that's happening in the city. Now, are they totally to blame for all the stuff that's going on? I think not. I think Eric Adams and the, the DA, Alvin Bragg, have a little bit of responsibility there. But we'll talk about all that in a minute. Also, shout out to the transgender inmate who got not one, but two different women pregnant inside of a women's penitentiary. How did that happen? Why is a man in jail with women? We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Elon Musk wants to go ahead and buy the entire Twitter. And I think we all pretty much saw that coming. It wouldn't just be, oh, I'm going to be a, a shareholder. I have a little bit of the company. Now I want the entire thing, the, the whole shebang. I want the whole company. We'll talk about Twitter's reaction and some of the normie reaction to that as well. Also, shout out to Bill Maher for... <laughs> Bill Maher is more of a reasonable person than even some on the right. And when I say that, I'm talking about the weirdos like Adam Kinzinger or Mitt Romney. How can I like Bill Maher more than Mitt Romney? It's nuts, but we'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you have heard thus far, please get a video with thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Uh, shout out to all of you guys who are watching, sharing, chatting, whatever you're doing. I appreciate you for doing what you do. Shout out to the moderators for keeping the chat nice and calm and cool and collected. Also, shout out to my sponsors, as always, at the very beginning. Y'all know how I do. Uh, first and foremost, before I get to the sponsors, this is a podcast. We're recording live. And if you want to hear the podcast on the repeat, you can go to any audio streaming platform. So if you don't want to use your bandwidth for video, go to your favorite audio streaming platform. Go to Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc., Link for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Also, shout out to the sponsors. We have ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H.com. Um, Check it out. I got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more all on the website. Again, ablmerch.com. Also, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N. Dot com for every video there's an article there's sources there's all that good stuff if you want to get straight to the nitty-gritty you want the clips you want all of that go to the website a uh, abo merch anthonyblogan.com and sometimes there's some videos i can't really show on the youtube it might be a little bit too it, it might be copyrighted or whatever again go to the website everything you want is going to be right there also go to the contact page of the website you can find my email my snail mail my social media accounts, aside from YouTube, I have my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff is right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. Also, go to bhedesigns.com for these beautiful handmade American wooden flags that are right behind me. You can get ones just like those or one of your very own. 
Again, bhedesigns.com. That is B-H-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot C-O-M. Also, check out patriotpost.us, the best source of news and information anywhere on the Internet. All my links will be in the description. And if you listen to me on an audio streaming platform, there should be some kind of description or some kind of section somewhere wherever you're listening to it. And these links should populate right there as well. Now, what are we going to get into? We, we got a whole lot happening. We, we got a whole lot happening. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, th- did I say $41 million? Okay. We're talking about Elon Musk. Yeah, so Elon Musk. Matter of fact, I might as well go ahead and get into Elon Musk right now because we got quite a few things going on. <clears throat> so Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter for $41 billion, $41.39 billion with a B. Um, and cash, like fully, completely, not just, you know, to have 51% of his shares. No, no, no. He wants to completely buy the platform. Now he's worth, I think, 239 billion. Now that's not obviously cash. So I don't know, actually $264.6 million. So he's worth quite a bit of money, but obviously that's not all cash. A lot of that is Tesla stock. He's value at $264.2 billion, not million. But how much cash does he have? Is there going to be an investor group? How is he going to purchase Twitter? And how would that help him in his business? Would it help Tesla? I don't really know. But it's a it's a crazy move because, you know, he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's talking about he wants to go ahead and buy the platform to change it. and. Really, the main thing that Twitter does is, how can I say? I think Elon Musk buying Twitter would be a start, but it wouldn't be the end of what needs to happen. You see, Twitter, they kind of abide by the rules of the federal government or by the federal government's wishes, if that makes any sense. And here's an example of what I mean. So the whole Hunter Biden thing, right? Remember that Hunter Biden tape? or the laptop, not the tape specifically, but the laptop, when that came out back in 2020, right before the election, I'm talking about it was an October surprise. It was right there, gift wrapped by the New York Post. Here, take that, America. You have Hunter Biden, the son of the Democratic presidential nominee. You have him on tape smoking crack, underage girls. You got all kind of corrupt business dealings. Let's get 10 for the big guy, all that stuff. That was October surprise, late in our laps. And what did Twitter do? Censored it. Sure did. But why though? But see, why why would Twitter do something like that specifically? Because it wasn't like it was fake news. It came from New York Post. New York Post is a real newspaper. They're reputable. They're not going to put out something fake like that, okay? And we see Hunter Biden on the actual laptop. When Hunter came out and was talking about a laptop, and they were asking them, is that yours? I don't know. I, I, It could be. I don't. Come on. You don't know? Either it is or it isn't. Like, if there's a laptop somewhere of me smoking crack, I'm going to know if that's me or not. I'm going to know if I smoke crack one day and somebody happened to record it at least. You understand? See, I know if I don't smoke crack, then that can't be me on the tape smoking crack. I don't know. Come on. We all knew it was real. He knew it was real, but they blocked it. And I think that came from Washington, D.C. The pressure to block it came from D.C. 
It came from some political big wigs in California, wherever Tesla's, uh, not Tesla, pardon me, Twitter, wherever they're located. That came from the big wigs from up high. They say, don't, make, don't put it out. It's going to be too big. We can't have it happen right now. We're trying to win the election. Don't put it out. And then they come back two years later talking about, oh, well, we're sorry. Jack, the former CEO of Twitter, came out and said it was a wrong move to make and all this, that, and the third. Oh, you think? But I think a lot of that comes from the federal government. And I saw that to say this. If Elon's going to purchase Twitter, it's a good start. But he still has to think about the federal government still trying to be in the mix. They're still trying to be in the mix. And also, they're trying to attack him. He might get subpoenaed to Congress. And it, it might be a thing where they're trying to throw him under the bus and say, well, you have something wrong with you. Something's going on with yourself. That might be what they, what they try to do to Elon Musk. So, I mean, we'll see about that. But $41.39 billion is a lot of money to go ahead and purchase the platform. And if he's able to do it, if he's able to get beyond the shareholders that don't want to sell or whatever, if he's able to get beyond that, then he can most certainly make change. Um, I don't think I want him to change the entire thing. Just the the, the political censorship, bring back Trump, uh, bring back anybody that was banned for political political prisoners, basically. Not in the real sense, obviously. I ain't talking about POWs or nothing like that. I'm talking about people that have been banned from the platform that should be there because of their political beliefs. Now, some are going to say, well, look, man, let's just skip all that. Let's skip all that, and then let's just have our own platform. But that's what they want you to do. They want you to get off Twitter because Twitter is the biggest place with the most influence as far as what they do specifically. So if you leave the platform, that leaves a wide open lane for them to indoctrinate everybody that much more. It's just like, okay, if you have a public school system, right, and all throughout the school system, in, in that kind of in that environment, in the entire system, there's only woke stuff, nothing else. And then you have one side that's trying to push non-woke stuff, conservative stuff, common sense stuff. But then they say, OK, we're not going to be in this area. We're only going to be in homeschool. We're only going to be in private school. That's good. And that's OK. You should have those options. Don't. You know, kill those options, but also be in the public space, because not all kids are going to be able to go to private or home or a charter or whatever it is. You got to have your message be everywhere. So everybody's able to receive it. That's why we got to have Twitter. Cause that's the biggest platform. Like if you get put on true social or something like that, it's like putting it in a shoebox, keeping it all the way real. You're able to connect with those that want to connect with you there. People that already know you, maybe people that you have met throughout the years. If you are a business, you may have fans, but you're not going to reach people that are new necessarily on those platforms. Not as easy as you'd be able to do on Twitter. And if something goes out on Twitter, it's like a public announcement. They put it on the news, but not necessarily so if you're on a smaller platform. So be everywhere. Be on the small platforms for competition's sake, but also be on the big platforms to get your message out there. That's the ultimate goal at the end of the day, from my point of view. Yeah, the, the monopoly part of it, I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to not have monopolies in social media space because there's going to be one thing that everybody gravitates towards. And it's just, you can't really stop it. It's just like TikTok. TikTok's taking over. We're in a TikTok world right now. Have you guys seen this? Hold on. Let me see if I can find this particular clip. TikTok has taken over the planet. And it's, it's to the point where even, um, what was I going to say? Um, 
YouTube, they have uh, the shorts. Instagram has reels. These are direct attempts to try and compete with TikTok. And it's a natural thing. TikTok has a monopoly on that kind of social media. And you have others trying to compete, but it's still not necessarily working because everybody just kind of went there. I'm not necessarily sure if it was organic or what, but they did go there. So it's like, what, what do you say? What, what do you really do to that? All right. What, what do you really do? Hold on. I'm going to find that video because there was there was one video where there was a, a, a nurse dancing in the patient's room while the patient was right there. I lied to you. Now, remember the whole thing? Heroes work here, all this, that, and the third. Then you have all these dancing nurses. This lady was in the actual room with the patient. So it's like, what's really going on? Hold on. Okay, there we go. There we go. Now I'm about to put it on the screen. I'm about to put it on the screen. Give me one second here. Just, just one moment, and we're going to get straight to it. And if you like what you heard so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video. Do all that good stuff. Okay. So check it out. And can we reveal it? Okay. The caption right here says, bruh, this is our nurse. We're going to die with a laughing emoji, laughing, crying emoji. So check it out. You got a man right here in his hospital bed, literally in the bed with his gown on. He got stuff attached to him and everything else. Now, check this out when the camera pans over. Hold on, can I get some sound? Let's let's do some sound. And let's do it that way. Perfect. One more time. Let's try it one more time. <laughs> it's like, what are you what are you gonna do? No sound, but it's fine. You, you get you get the, the, the idea. You get the idea. He's in the bed. And she's over here doing her TikTok dance. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I got the wrong thing. There we go. Do you see his face? He's like, really? Is this where we at nowadays? What are you going to do as far as monopolies when these social media apps just take over and everybody's on it? What do you do when your nurse is on TikTok in the room? I mean, you see what I'm saying? You can't, there's no law. You can't pass a law necessarily to stop people from being from on these apps, from being on these apps so much. Now, do you think that she's going to just magically transfer from TikTok to a competitor app? Why? For what? She's able to go on TikTok, do her dances, and get everything she needs. Why go to a TikTok light or a different kind of TikTok? You see what I'm saying? So the point is, you got to be where everybody is at. Have competitor apps, of course, yes. But be where everybody is. Hey, you know what? The old saying, 15 minutes of fame... Ain't no more 15 minutes. It's 15 seconds nowadays. <laughs> 15 seconds of fame because it goes so quickly, so quickly. It's always the next thing. Microwave generation. Is that, is that a fake video, really? I mean, I'll put it to you this way. If that's a fake video, then they went through some lengths to make it look very realistic. So I'm talking about, look, you got a patient chart, like a dry erase board, 
scrubs, a hospital bed, um, the EKG, everything. That that's that's a little much, and that that kind of underlines my whole point. It does. If it's fate, it's even worse because you went through a lot to do that. All right, you went through a lot to do that. Now, and, and here, here's my thing: if it's real, would you really believe? Like, how hard is it to believe to believe that it's real, or to? It shouldn't be that difficult to not think it's fake because we've seen dancing nurses throughout the scandemic. We've seen some ridiculous things with the dancing nurses. We've seen nurses with balloons in their backside dancing around routines, choreographed routines. We've seen that. So this is not necessarily that far off from what we already didn't seen. I mean, come on. <laughs> Somebody says, who cares? It's dancing. Yo, imagine <laughs> Man, uh, imagine if you broke your leg or something and your nurse is doing this. <laughs> you you like, man, almost died. Life flashed before my eyes and you got this going on. <laughs> what in the world is nuts? Completely nuts. But hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not judging nobody, but whatever. I, I know me. If I was in the hospital, I ain't trying to see that personally. And I think that I put that up to make the point about social media apps being so dominant and being so, how can I say, just being so pervasive everywhere, you can't really escape it. Hey, you think it's a dude? Is it scripted? So if, if it's scripted, tell me the, the actors, tell me their names, I'll, and I'll, I'll look it up. And then I'll, I'll eat my whole shoe. Not literally, but y'all got it. All right. Looks real to me. All right, but anyway, I'll move right along. Thank y'all for being here yet again. Appreciate y'all. Um, we got a whole lot happening. Did I talk about, um, hold on, I was talking about Elon. Oh, yeah, so Elon. Now the media are talking about Elon, how they, they want to try to call him racist. That, that's the next thing. You never heard about Elon Musk being racist ever, ever in your life. But now all of a sudden, he's racist. Uh, they're talking about um there was some kind of lawsuit or something like that over at um over at Tesla because of the way that black employees were treated. But even if the lawsuit is based on facts, let's just say that it is. I don't know if it is or if it isn't. I have no way of being able to know that because you can sue somebody for anything. I remember Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon got sued because their nanny said their baby headbutted them. A baby, an infant, Google Gaga, like a little baby. Headbutted the nurse, and she sued him for pain and suffering. How much pain can a baby inflict on you? You're just trying to get money to the tune of millions. So lawsuits and whatnot, I mean, who knows if that's real or fake? Just like the whole thing with Trump, uh, properties being sued in the 70s for a similar thing. Who knows? I mean, everybody want to sue. Everybody want to get money. I feel like if you sue a lot, you're a scammer, period. But anyway, I digress. The The point here is that they try to call Elon Musk racist because of some uh, workplace discrimination at Tesla, artists and that, and the third. And they're trying to say he's like one of the worst people to ever draw breath. And if he buys Twitter, but you know, you know, see the thing is, and I'll, I'll say this here. The, the typical things are being said about Elon right now because of what's going on as far as him trying to buy Tesla. 
Now they could talk about the the testing with the monkeys and the chips in the brain. They could talk about that, but they don't really care about that. They care about things that people can really identify with easily. You see what I'm saying? It'll if if you want to make Elon look bad, talk about the monkeys being tested on. That'll look bad to a lot of people. But they bank on the average person not necessarily being very intelligent and reacting to dog whistles, racist, sexist, stuff like that. So they talk about workplace discrimination. They talk about racism because those things get an easier response to get the general public on his bad side or not on his bad side, but to have him on their bad side, basically to have a negative viewpoint of Elon Musk. That's all that's going on. I don't know what the purpose of it is because you're not going to get him to stop buying Twitter. That's not going to happen. So what's the actual reason? I don't really know. And again, the the whole thing is let's go ahead and get the free speech rocking and rolling and move forward. That's, that's what should happen. All right. But I got a few more things here. Hold on. Here's something from, this is uh Mika and Joe from, uh, MS-13 DNC, they said something here. Let's see what they said. I've not even watched this clip in its entirety. So hopefully it's not anything too crazy. Let's go ahead and just put it on the screen right quick, and then we let it rock. All right, Mika and Joe for a morning show, MS-13 DNC. Let's roll it. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah, if you look at the... Uh, did you hear that? Is it like, okay. If you didn't hear that, listen very closely. Listen very, very closely. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah, if you look at the issue. So if you didn't hear what she said, she was like, he can undermine messaging so effectively that he can control what people think. But that's our job to control what you think. So she's saying that's on us as the mainstream media to control what you think. Said it right there on TV. I didn't make it up. I'll play it one more time and just let it roll without interruption. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah. If you look at the issues, uh is right. He's and he's right. I mean, she, she's right. That's what uh, your man Joe said. Backed her up on it. So you got not one, but two of them saying the exact same thing. Hold on. Let me go. I got my, my microphone's kind of low. I'm going to increase it a little bit. So if my sound is louder, that's okay. It's supposed to be a little bit louder. I made it the way it's supposed to be. All right. So thank you to the person that said my audio is a little bit low. I went ahead and fixed that for you. But yeah. So they're, they're telling you what they want to do. Every now and again, it lets you peek behind the curtain and let you know what's going on. And then it, they shut it right quick. They don't want you to really know what's happening. But they said it right there. We control what you think. That's what they do. So when they block certain things from being published, when they fail to talk about certain things, they talk about a mass shooting that happened, but they want to talk about another one. Like there was, you had the subway shooting, right? I talk about that in a minute. You had a subway shooting. In New York City, where you had, I think, 10 people shot and like 30 or 20 or 30 injured. And talk about that because they can't hide it, right? It's Manhattan or, not, pardon me, Brooklyn, New York City on a subway, rush hour, morning time. You can't hide it. However, there was a mass shooting in Arkansas 
where one person died and 28 were shot. 28 were shot. No news about it. Why? They don't fit the narrative. We're not going to cover that mass shooting. We'll cover that one over there. We talk about Cal Rittenhouse where he shot, what, like two or three people? And he was all, it was all self-defense. We'll talk about that because that fits our narrative. But talk about that over there. We're not going to do that. It don't fit our narrative. All right. So we got a few more topics on deck. Let me go ahead and get to some more. And thank you all again for being here. I appreciate you guys. So speaking about a New York City um, subway shooting. So after the subway shooting, Eric Adams was on um, Spectrum News in New York City talking about other violence because, you know, you have mass shootings that happen, but that's not the only time that violence breaks out. You know, in New York City especially, there's a lot more violence than just a subway shooting. So Eric Adams was talking about another uh, string of shootings. I think it was in Bronx and Brooklyn over, uh, like overnight, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, there were like 11 shootings. I'm not sure if they were murders or whatnot, but there were 11 shootings. And it's like, you got little kids, not little kids, but young people under the age of 18 shooting their weapons. You have them doing that. So the question is like, what's going on? And where are all these organizations like BLM to say anything about it? Now, of course, it's not just them. that need to say something about it or do something about it. Of course not. But it's a legitimate question from Eric Adams. Like, hey, where are y'all at? You want to be here for X, Y, and Z, but not for this over there. Let me see if I can find that particular clip right quick and show it to you guys. All right, let's go ahead. Here we go. There we go. Eric Adams, New York City mayor. And I was reading the comments on that video. A lot of you guys live in New York City with light, man. He's full of it. He's not really trying to solve anything. He wants to point the finger. I, I get that 100%. We'll talk about that in a second. Here's my question that I put out to the city. Hey, I thought Black Lives Matter. Where are all those who stated Black Lives Matter? Then go do an analysis of who was killed or shot last night. I was up all night speaking to my commanders in the Bronx, in Brooklyn. The victims were black. Many of the shooters were black. So I asked the question that was asking me when I was a child. It's 10 a.m., 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Why are 16, 17, and 18-year-olds out in our streets, armed with guns, 12, 1 o'clock at night. When are we going to start asking these serious questions? If Black Lives Matter, then the thousands of people I saw on the street when Floyd was murdered should be on the street right now say, stating that the lives of these black children that are dying every night matters. We can't I, be hip. And that's, I mean, what he said right there is facts. But we all know what we all know what that is, though. We all know that BLM, they out there when it's politically advantageous or financially advantageous. The political thing feeds the financial thing. That's what it's about. So if it's just regular black violence, it's like that ain't really gonna move our needle. That's not gonna get, that's not gonna drive donations. That's not gonna give us. 
we, we can't buy houses off of that. We need to, we're trying to buy some real estate. We're trying to have money. We're trying to really get paper out here in these streets. So we're going to ignore that. We're going to ignore all the, the black on black stuff that is constant every day, all day. Ignore. Let's talk about when a white person does something that's questionable in some kind of way. And when it's questionable, what we're going to do is we're going to mobilize and then go to a black community and destroy that. And when the black community is destroyed, we'll have white liberals, black liberals, all these liberals that purport themselves to be in favor of black people in the black community. We'll have them come out and donate billions. That's the, that's the scheme. That's the, that's the operation. That's the way it goes. You see what I'm saying? So they can't talk about that right there. So what he said was right on point. But we all know that they're not going to come out there. It's kind of redundant. But the thing about Eric Adams is you got to be a little bit tougher on crime here, sir, or a lot of bit tougher. All right, New York City, you can't just be handling it with kid gloves. I hear him talk, and he wants to, he says he wants to support the police and things of that nature. Okay, what about your man, though, Alvin Bragg, your, your, your DA, your district attorney, Alvin Bragg? He's coming in there talking about, um, no, no bail for violent offenses. And we've seen what happens with that. We've seen where there's little to no bail for violent offenses. And just like it was one case, it was before Eric Adams, but it's a similar thing going on as far as the legal process is concerned, the no bail and whatnot for violent offenses. There was one guy that had a murder charge, a murder charge, and he was able to get out with no bail. And that same night he got out, he killed somebody else, allegedly killed somebody else. And it, he had to get rearrested for the for the next murder. It's like, whoa, man, who saw that coming? Maybe if this murder suspect would have just been kept in jail until his trial date, or at least had a very high bail that really couldn't be met, just maybe he wouldn't have been out that night to go and kill somebody else. Maybe the life could have been saved. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you're talking about BLM, and you're correct about that, but it's almost like shifting the blame away from where it should be. Okay, a lot of quality of life offenses need to be enforced in New York City because when you don't have that, you have crime that comes as a result. When you just kind of let things decay, it's like if you don't do general home maintenance, your home may fall apart in ways you don't anticipate it falling apart because things are inter intertwined. They're, they're together. They're interlocking together, right? If you don't paint your house, you might have mold and some more stuff. That's a different story. But anyway... You got to do things that make sense for the upkeep of, this, of the city. And if you don't, you're going to have a lot of problems. You're not going to be able to eliminate crime for New York City or anywhere, really. But definitely not a place like New York City. But you could do some things to tighten up a lot. Like Giuliani did when he came in. He tightened up Times Square. He tightened up crime and the drugs and whatnot. But now it's going backward. It's most certainly going backwards. And it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing. New Yorkers are leaving. They, they've been doing that for a while, but now ever since the scamdemic and stuff like that, they're leaving for real. North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, I see them all over the place. I'm seeing Yankees caps, Mets caps, all of that all over. And airplanes, uh, plane, train, automobile, they fleeing. They out because of what's happening in the city. You know, personally, New York, New York is too big for me anyway. I can't really survive in a place like New York City. I could survive, but I wouldn't want to be constantly having to fight, you know, New York, New Yorkers, a lot of them, not all of you guys, but some New Yorkers, they got the edge where it's like, I'm ready to fight right now if I have to, because I'm in a place where it's really dense and everybody's like right up on you. I'm cool on that. Give me a little bit of space. Give me like hundred feet of distance and I'm straight. 
give me some real social distance. How about that? But to get back to it, New York City has problems. Eric Adams knows it. BLM, it's cool to call them out, but that's not really going to help you. But to get away from New York City, the whole BLM thing, I, I, it's, it's hard to really imagine that people think it's a real and legitimate organization. There's all these news stories coming out. Oh, I saw another news story about BLM where they were talking about the questions about taxes are triggering. Hold on. And my thing is, okay, you don't like taxes? Me too. I'm right there with you. All right, hold on. Let's, let's put it on the screen right quick. What, what this person says, BLM co-founder, this is Patrice. This, this, is, the, this is the madam of the, the whole operation, right? She got all the houses and the, the billions, not billions, but millions. Could be billions, but anyway. BLM co-founder says, hearing about IRS financial disclosure is, quote, triggering, unquote. Why is that? So, I mean, how are you different than anyone else? We're all triggered about taxes. If you got to, especially if you got to pay tax days, like Monday the 18th. Oh my goodness. That's triggering for everybody. How are you special though? You know, how, how are you special? That's, that's my question. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, no, Ukraine, no more Ukraine. That's an old story. Ukraine. I felt like it was a filler story. Ukraine. It was a filler story for a lot of news stations. I feel like, when the news is slow, they revert back to Ukraine. Or when they don't want to cover certain news, they talk about Ukraine. Just like when the whole thing happened in the subway, right? The subway shooting. I'm watching a different media station to see what they're talking about. See if they're going to keep constant coverage and really explore it. But what I found is that um, CNN and whatnot went right back to Ukraine. Okay. It's like, why are we in Kiev right now where we had a whole mass shooting in the subway in New York City in Brooklyn? How about cover that? How about talk about, I've not seen anything from the victims, from their family. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I'm not seeing the intense news coverage that I would see with us like Ukraine and Ukraine. I'm seeing random dead bodies. I'm hearing from eyewitnesses and survivors and you got all these romanticized stories, the ghost of Kiev and what's that skeleton Island or whatever that is. Skull Island. Okay. Hit bone. I don't know what kind of Island it is, but anyway, all these stories, I've not heard anything from the New York City situation except for the guy who happened to be a, a, a YouTuber. And by the way, I don't know him. I've heard a name before. Yes, I have, but I don't know him at all. Never talked to him. Don't know him. Never did a show with him. But that story kind of gets swept under the rug because it don't fit the narrative. So that might be the end of it. You might not hear from witnesses. You might not hear from anybody on the ground. You might not hear from survivors or anything of the sort. All right. We might not hear from that at all. All right. So let's go ahead and get to some more here. Hold on. Chuck E. Cheese says, just like Iraq, the media was obsessed with Iraq until the invasion, like four months later, it was over. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. This Ukraine thing is filler. When they, when they don't have stories, when they don't want to talk about a particular story, they'll get over it. Oh, and also, I've been watching this story about the police shooting Somewhere, was it Michigan? I don't know where it was. Midwest somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Or it was like back of the head. I'm, I'm watching that story very intently. But with stories like that, I've learned throughout the years to not be so quick to talk about it because there's always more. There's always more that comes out every single time. It's like a phase of these police-involved shootings where it's like racial stuff going on with it. Here, here's what happens. 
first, the initial story comes out and it's made to look as bad as possible. Lester Holt on NBC. Uh, the man shot the other man in the back of the head tonight. You know, shot a man back of the head, just cold blood, right? That's what, that's what they want to say. But then more stuff, more stuff comes out. Oh, he was resisting. He had a rap sheet. He tried to go for the taser. He tried to fight him. All that's coming out. So I'm like, I'm going to just wait until everything comes out. And then I make a decision whether the officer will give my opinion, whether the officer was right or wrong. I'll give my opinion then. But until then, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't know what's going on. I want something going to be wrong, issue a retraction, because there's always more that comes out. You wait a little bit, they'll dig into the background, they'll discover tweets, they'll discover a criminal record, they'll do all that stuff. That's usually how it be. So, yeah, I do have my eye on that story. Um, but I'm going to wait a little bit before I talk about it in full. I'm going to do my research and really get down to the core. But from what I know, from what I know, I think that um, it was it was probably legitimate from what I know so far. But that could change. Right. That, that, that definitely could change. All right. So let's get to some more here. Oh, the trans inmate. Have you guys seen that? Now, who could have seen this coming? A transgender inmate, a male to female trans, got not one but two different women pregnant at a New Jersey penitentiary for women. So the penitentiary has 800 women with 27 transgenders. Now, there's no requirement to necessarily be transgender, if I'm not mistaken. It can't be because if you can still have your, your male parts, all your all your stuff, then what's the requirement? You got to put on a put on makeup and eyebrows and stuff like that. Like what's really going on? There's no requirement. So you could just say, I identify as transgender and now you're housed with women. This fool, um, matter of fact, shout out to my man, right wing angel, uh, also known as Oliver Mack for this particular graphic and for doing this, um, for doing this really good research here. Let me find it right quick. Hold on one second, because this was perfect. He found the before and after of this guy, right? He found the before and after. Hold on. I, th- I got it right here. There we go. Boom. So here's the initial story. Two New Jersey prison inmates are pregnant after facility allows transgenders, right? This is, this is what's going on. And th- this, is, this is the guy we're talking about, Demetrius. That's his name. Or was his name back when he identified as a male, Demetrius. And now, you ready? You ready for the, the next clip? Same guy, but now known as Demi. <laughs> now known as Demi. So this apparently is enough to qualify you as being transgender and you're able to be housed with women in New Jersey. Because there was a lawsuit that said um, there was a woman that was forced to be housed with men in New Jersey in, in the penitentiary. So it was a lawsuit that says they can be housed wherever they want according to their identity. So obviously the woman was not a biological woman. This was a biological man that had to be housed with men. Maybe the idea was the, the person was was weak or frail or whatever. 
But it's it's men that don't identify as trans that are weak and frail and get housed with men, and the same thing happens. How about don't go to the penitentiary? How about that? This person, um, Demi, their crime was manslaughter back when they were 16, and now I think they're like 30. So when he was Demetrius, he killed somebody. I don't know how he killed him, but he's been in the penitentiary for a long time. I think about, what, 14, 15 years. Hard time penitentiary, but now he identifies as a woman. Still got all his parts and getting young women pregnant. Not one woman, not one woman, but two different women in the same prison. Two pregnant. So how do you how do you really explain that? Like I was saying in my video, how do you explain when, when the child grows up, mommy, where's daddy at? Long story, son. Long story. How'd you guys meet? Well, I can't tell you that one. You go, you're gonna have to lie. You're gonna have to lie. And here, here's a kicker. They said it was consensual. That's what they say. Now, I was reading the comments again, because you has you guys have great comments, but um, they were saying that, um, what did they say? They, they were saying that you can't have consensual relations in prison because y'all are state property and some other stuff. Basically, ain't no such thing as consensual relations in the penitentiary. You know what I mean? Even if they say it is, it's not. We're talking about legal stuff. But they, they said it was a sexual assault. But if you're going to have men in a prison with women, you will have assault. You are going to have assault. I don't care how they identify. They can identify as Demi, Skinny, Mini. I don't really care what they identify as. You're going to have assault. And you're going to have pregnant women as a result. This is nuts. It's crazy. No pun intended on the, the nuts comment, but this is crazy. And this is what we talk about when we're talking about sports as well. And you got uh, Leah Thomas. It's similar because the guy, um, Demi, was known as Demetrius. So he took the little Demi part and made that be his name. Same thing with William Thomas. Uh, rather than William, you take the little Leah part out of William, make it a new name. But anyway, Leah Thomas still has all his male parts. This boy's about six foot three, six foot four, and he still likes women. So he's going to be in the locker room around women in various states of dress. Young girls, 18, 19, 20. So what's going to happen? This is inappropriate. It's really ridiculous. And I don't see how anybody can really support this whole trans movement. If a person wants to be transgender, they want to play dress up or whatever they want to do. Whatever they want to do on their personal life, that's fine. But see, at the end of the day, you can't just do whatever you want to do. You can't just say, all right, I'm going to identify as X, Y, Z, Z, and a third. And then... um. I'm going to infringe upon someone else's space, infringe upon their rights. You can't do that. Not at all. All right. But yeah, that's what's going on. We got, but I'm sure it won't be the first. I'm sure it's not the first or the last time this will happen. You're going to have a lot more of these things going on. As long as you have biological X, Y men in the same space with X, X women, a penitentiary. Really? I mean, come on. It's, Bad enough you're going to have them in a, in a sports environment, like in a locker room or compete on the same stage. But um, in, a, uh, in a prison, is that what we're going to do? I mean, come on. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay, so Duke Rose says, in prison, if you have sex with another inmate, it is considered destruction of state property. Okay, I got it. There we go. Because when you're in a penitentiary, that's what you are, your state property. 
All right. So yeah, you can't do that. Not not in the least bit. And shout out to Bill Maher and Joe Rogan. These guys are both liberal, in my opinion. And I think that's pretty much accepted as the truth. They're both pretty much liberal guys. But um, they make more sense than a lot of people out there because they're not, they're more like normie liberals that don't have ridiculous points of view. Oh, look, he's trending, he's trending again. Okay. <laughs> that one, I can't, I can't share that one. That, that's a whole other take he has right there, a hot take, but a good take. But we got little kids watching. I can't share that one. But he was talking about a, a few things. I want to pull up that video right quick that I have of him. Okay. Hold on. Let me get to that right quick. And you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. And we're going to get into it. Oh, that's, that, I got a few more videos for you guys. I got a video of a rapper by the name of Baby protecting his property from an intruder. This guy, I don't know why they keep messing with him. I, I don't understand. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play that first while I look for the um, Joe Rogan clip. So a shift right here. So the baby, he's a rapper. He got in some hot water over some quote-unquote homophobic comments, which they weren't homophobic. He was just talking about, um, he was just just saying stuff at a concert, but it wasn't meant to be like, I hate gay people or nothing like that. It wasn't, it wasn't that. But of course, the book mob, they're going to take things like that because that's what they do. That's how they operate. It is what it is, right? So this particular clip right here, is another thing that happened to him. He's been, I guess you would say, targeted twice before. Now, one time he got targeted in Walmart. He's with his family, his, his girl, his kids, walking around in Walmart in North Carolina, where he's from, and some some young guy ran up on him with, with, the, with, the, with the iron, with, with the gun, tried to rob him, shoot him, or whatever. So he shoots the guy in the Walmart and kills him, like shoots him dead. He didn't go to jail for that because self-defense. The guy put a gun on him, so he went ahead and just handled his business. That was the first thing. Um, the second thing was, oh, there was a home invasion. So some guys, because he, you know, he's rapping or whatever. He's in Charlotte. He has all this jewelry on or whatever. He had a big sprinter. So I guess they followed him back to his house, and they home invaded him. So he shoots multiple people. I don't think anybody died in that situation. But again, he doesn't go to jail. Self-defense. Okay, you're in Walmart, walking by, your, you know, with your, with your kids. God pulls a gun on you. You shoot him. He kill him. You straight. You at the house, minding your business. You get home invaded. You shoot. It's, it's fine. You did, you did what you had to do. There was another incident where he was in the mall and that guy was, like, talking too much stuff to him, running up on him, just in his space, beat him up. <laughs> like, it's always something, like, I don't think it's necessarily his fault. If you're just in a Walmart and a guy pulls a gun on you, is that your fault? If you get home invaded, I don't really understand. But anyway, so this time, a guy hopped a fence to his property. He has a big compound. He's a big rapper. So the guy hopped a fence and was trespassing. 
So the baby shot him one time in the leg and then called the police to come to come get him together, as he said. So here's some 911 audio and um, headphone alert because the guy's going to scream at the beginning. The guy that got shot. So if you didn't hear that, you said, I shot him in his leg. Hurry up and get here and get him together. Sir, what did you do? Uh, I shot him in his leg. Okay. And why did you do He's that? Trespassing him. He's trespassing on my property, calling me by my name. I don't know what he said for, what he here to take, what he here to do. But he's okay, he shot his leg. He's, he's neutralizing until you guys get here. His voice is not like that. It's some kind of audio thing that he did with the with the recording. I don't know, but you guys can hear what he's going on. It's like, look, I shot the guy, I neutralized him, and see so y'all until so y'all get here. He's calling the police after he shoots the guy for trespassing on his property. Like it's not just like you can just walk on his property. You got to hop fences and all that kind of stuff. Sir, are you with him now? He's right here in front of me. Okay. Is he awake? Well, put my on my property. Sir, is he awake? So, yeah, shout out to the baby for, you know, using his rights, Second Amendment. He, I don't know why people keep trying them. I don't understand. It's like, look, I've demonstrated how I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to use it. All right. So why, why even try to play with me like that? And he doesn't, he doesn't go to jail for that kind of stuff. It's, it's always self-defense. And I, I support that 100%. You know, leave people alone. That's all you got to do. Leave him alone and you'll be just fine. Now, if you want to try to trespass on my property, hopping fences, talking about where is the baby at? Oh, no. Get him get him on out of here. Get him out of here. So, yeah, that's that. And, um, hold on. We got something else to show, too. Um, this one, I want to show that clip right there. The, uh, the TED Talk. Let's talk about this one here. So here's the clip I'm talking about with, with Joe Rogan and Bill Maher. Now, this clip right here, this, this is like really kind of common sense kind of stuff. 
But unfortunately, in today's day and age, it's like common sense is no longer common. You can't talk about stuff like this without being labeled some kind of heretic or whatever they want to, whatever kind of woke word they want to throw in your direction. All right, let's go ahead and put it up on the screen. We have lots of ways to stop people from talking short of killing them and pushing them out of windows and stuff. But, I mean, a lot of people would say I would be one of them that, you know, cancel culture and intimidating people and stamping out uh, thought that isn't, uh, you know, our friend Elon Musk getting into Twitter, I think, is about that. Is right. about somebody saying, you know, it, it wasn't cool that they didn't allow the lab leak theory to be talked about right. for months. You couldn't even mention it. And it, that is certainly something that was open to question. I mean, it was like, to me, the very kind of issue that if Twitter was really doing the job it should, would be a healthy forum for people to go back and forth and say, well, here's why I think COVID probably came from bats, because A, B, and C. And then, well, but, you know, there was this lab in Wuhan that was studying coronaviruses, and somebody could have walked out with it on their shoe. Can't we even look into that? For Twitter to take that off, that, to me, was a huge red flag. It's crazy. It was crazy because it wasn't resolved. It just wasn't resolved. It wasn't resolved amongst virologists. No, it wasn't resolved amongst... It, there, was, there was no way they could know. Even the Biden administration admits that. Yeah. That we, they say, yeah, it's absolutely a possibility. I know uh, Redfield, the former head of the CDC, firmly believes it was in a lab. But again, that becomes... I mean, everybody knows that, though. It's like, it's, it's so dumb that that got silenced on Twitter. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that, you should be able to talk about that. Why Why can't I say that? Why, why can't I say that it started in a lab? Why can't, why can't I even question if it did start in a lab or not? Everybody knows what's going on. It ain't, it ain't really nothing. It ain't really nothing at all. So, shout out to Joe Rogan and Bill Maher for just being the adults in the room <laughs> over at, oh, you know, on the left, I should say, they are good. They're, they're good left representatives. But the people that are pretty bad for the left, the AOC and whatnot, Ilhan Omar, they're really bad for the left. Now, here's another video I have. Somewhat unrelated. But what I'm seeing a lot lately in the NBA, have you, I don't know if you guys watch basketball, but I'm seeing a lot of these people protesting. And they're doing ridiculous stuff. One lady glued herself to the floor. I have no idea what the protests are about. But I feel like you're going to see a lot more of these performative type protests as we get closer to the midterms, maybe. I got a hunch. You might even see them like 2024, gluing yourself to the floor in the basketball game. And one person chained herself to a basketball hoop. Uh, I mean, it sounds worse than what it is. Like, they weren't hanging from it. They were just kind of attached to, like, the the, the support, the back support beam, whatever they call that, right? Hold on. So here's some of the video that might be of that. The ball crew. Oh, that's, that's her being carried out right there. I mean, lady, what are you doing at an NBA game? You look like you belong in um, a Cracker Barrel refilling my uh, maple syrup. And my orange juice. What are you doing at a basketball game? 
chaining yourself to the actual goal. What are you, why? Who paid you to do that? And now they get the chain off and they're carrying her off. The people in Memphis have no idea what's So she has like a chain in her mouth? What is, what is happening? Or it's like around her neck? I don't know. And the guy's like moving it as he moves her? I, I have no idea. what's have no idea what's going on right now. And just to fill people in that don't know, there was a woman that... The ball. <laughs> I mean, what in the world's happening? What, what, is, what is going on here? So, so weird. So weird. But you're going to see a lot more stuff like that coming up here, I think. You know, I've not seen that kind of protest before, like at a, at a pro game. But I've seen a couple of them in the past, like, week. Like I said, one lady glued herself to the floor. And you, you could see there was, like, handprints and glue on the actual basketball court where she was. Let me see if I can find that video, too. I, I'm seeing just a bunch more ridiculous-type things happen. That's, that's pretty much what I'm saying. And I feel like it's going to be a lot more. Hold on. Okay, so here's, here's the other one I got. All right, let's, let's not get copyright striked, but I'm going to try to show it a little bit. So this one says, a fan tried to, try to glue themselves to the floor. Right now. So they're right there with the fan that tried to glue themselves to the floor. I'm going to turn the sound off. It's not necessary to have. So they, they got the person up. Another person, another Cracker Barrel waitress on the ground. Like, what is, what is the deal? Just really weird. And they going with the game. Like, it was paused for a couple of minutes. Had to stop the, the game because of that. It's like, why? I don't understand. But as you see more crazy things like that going on, it makes you think, who's behind this? Why would they do that? Like, that, I didn't see any kind of sign. I didn't see any kind of... Oh, there was one more was one more thing that happened. Somebody had like a handful of flyers that I couldn't see what was on it, and they didn't say what was on it. But they had a handful of flyers, and they went to the baseline, like right up under the um under the net, and they just threw the flyers on the court, like little four by six um paper flyers, just threw them. Weird, weird stuff going on. So yeah, midterm time is going to be crazy. I already feel it. I already feel it. It's going to be crazy, but I'm, I'm ready for it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready. I'm ready to go ahead and get rocking and rolling here. All right. Did I get to everything? Hold on. Yeah. Shout out to Cracker Barrel though. Cracker Barrel is all right. And I mean, got the, the, the pancakes and all that good stuff. Shout out to them. Did I get to everything I wanted to get to? I think I did. I got to the trans impregnating somebody. Eric Adams calling out Black Lives Matter. All that good stuff. By large mansions. Bit long money, black lesbian Marxist. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I got anything else I wanted to get to. Oh, here's a good one. All right. Now I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could show that though. It's a little bit uh that's that's a little that's a little much. It's not really, but it's 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 a, it's a tad bit. If you got little babies watching. But if you're on my Twitter, you see all this stuff all the time, so it's fine. You know, you probably already didn't seen that one. Okay, did I get everything? I'm going to show one more video. Did I get to Super Chats? And, oh, 
China has been ridiculous. Have you guys seen what's going on in China with the, the lockdown? So in Shanghai, there's a quote-unquote outbreak of the virus, allegedly. From what they say, I can't confirm or deny that, obviously, because I don't have all the information. But that's what they say, right? It's been an outbreak of the bug. So as a result, they have to have very strict lockdowns. Okay? And here's what's going on. Look at this. So if you guys can't see the video, what you have are a bunch of these guys, these Chinese guys, and these hazmat-looking type suits. It's like all white suits with blue strips around it. And I'm not sure what's happening with this particular person, but somebody is not where they're supposed to be, and they're being forced to a different direction. I don't know why they're doing this. I don't know what's happening, but that's Shanghai right now. Total lockdown. The city has a lot of people. Shanghai is like what? 24 million people, 24 million. It's like, so New York city has what? Like 8 million people in all the boroughs. So you're talking about three New York cities put together. That's Shanghai. The whole city on lockdown. Imagine that. Shanghai is like a state. You understand? It's like like a North Carolina, but in one city, or even more than that. And my thing is, how are you even going to stop the the bug from spreading by doing this? What's the purpose in doing this? Okay, y- y'all up on them. It's, it's going to spread that way anyway. I don't get it. I think at this point, we pretty much know that the virus is going to be seasonal. It's going to be seasonal, and that's just what it is. So this is not going to help you, really. And uh, Just try not to be fat. Try to exercise, and that's it. Take vitamins. That's, that's really all you can do. This is not going to help. At all. And it's inefficient. I saw... One of these Chinese guys on the hovercraft, remember the remember the hoverboards? Remember those that everybody had and they were breaking their, breaking their legs on them? Crazy hospital injuries. Well, here's another um, incident with one of these uh, white suit Chinese guys. So let me, we, we can put it on the screen right quick. So I don't know what this guy's moving, what he's carrying, but he's on a hoverboard with, some, with something in the, uh, some kind of um, wagon. He's carrying it behind him, so check it out. Boom. <laughs> Why is that even efficient? Why would you be on a hoverboard? I don't understand. You know that you could fall. Like, you don't have perfect streets. You don't have perfect balance. It's probably one of them cheap Chinese boards anyway. It's like, what are you even doing? This is this is dumb. Boom. Ate that. <laughs> that's that's China in a nutshell right there. That's China in a nutshell. 100%. China sucks. But, hey, 
Russia is a big bad meanie right now. So Russia, 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 Russia's bad. Ukraine, Russia, Vladimir Putin. That's that's the enemy right now. Not ignore China and what they do. The Uyghurs in the camps and Shanghai under lockdown and inhumane treatment. People getting welded into their homes. And I saw your man. Uh, what's his name? Doctor Oz talking about. I'm not sure when the video came out. How old it is, but it can't be that old because we've not been in this pandemic for that long. Been about what, two years, but anyway. In the video, he was saying we should mimic, we should copy what China did with their response. I'm like, what? Now he didn't say specifically we should do the whole welding of people in their homes. That's what they did, though. He said he said they did a great job by being able to contain the virus. We should emulate them. We should copy them. But what they did was deny you all your human rights. You couldn't leave your house. You you physically were prevented from leaving your house. You were welded inside your home. That's not going to happen. I, I refuse. You're going to weld me inside my house? I bet you I'm not going to get welded inside my house. Okay, I, I, try, try, try doing that and see what happens. How about that? That's what I say. Try doing it and see what happens. Right? That's That's kind of where I'm at. All right. Did I get everything I wanted to get? I think I, I, think I got everything I wanted to get to. So, yeah, shout out to China and their um, authoritarian regime. Let's get to some super chats. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. I'll get to the calls in a moment right after their supers. And then we will be rocking and rolling just fine. All right. Let's go over here to where they are in this, in this new little spot where they're hiding at. And let's pull them up that way. All righty. And where are we at? So, what's the day? The 16th? Yes, it is. Okay. Let's see. Shout out to... Shout out to Ian Kenny who says, Tim Pool made a good point. Twitter sets the news cycle in the U.S. and the major shareholders have an interest in controlling the narrative. That's why they don't want Elon to do what he wants. Exactly. Yes. Correct. A lot of the news stories, they start on Twitter and they're shaped on Twitter. So if a news story breaks and it hits Twitter, they want to try to control that. That's why the whole Hunter Biden thing got nuked right when it got nuked. That was a legitimate news story, but it didn't want that to be the news. So they killed it. That is what happened. All right. Thank you to Leo Mazzino who says, happy Easter. Happy, happy Easter to you as well. And thank you for that. The anti-view says that video is a HIPAA violation. That video in the beginning with the nurse dancing in the, yeah, that's 100% correct. Big violation. The anti-view also says, how does Snoop get to say he has no regrets about his comments about Garden HOES? But Cam Newton, can I make a comment about women cooking? Yeah, the whole Cam Newton thing, I mean, see, Cam Newton got in trouble because you got a lot of women that just don't want to be traditional and whatnot. So because he says that he wants that, and that's the good thing, that's just his particular um, thing, because, he's, because, because he said that now he's like all of a sudden a bad guy because some people just don't like doing it. But my thing is, hey, if you don't like his preferences, then that's your business. Just don't, just don't deal with him. Okay. Some guys might prefer a woman to be a trillion pounds. 
if that's what you want, that's fine. You know what I mean? Feed her cotton candy all day, and that's good money. Okay. Or you might not want that. You, whatever, that's that's somebody's personal thing that they got going on. Why attack him like he said that they need to get put into a basement and chained up or something? He didn't say nothing like that. He was just saying he likes her to be able to cook, and that's it. His parents are married, been married for like 37 years. Why is it bad for him to want that for himself? I don't understand. It's weird. All right. Thank you to Caius Posthumus Turnius for being a ABO supporter six months straight. And thank you to Ian Kenny who says the video of Mika is from five years ago and they were actually talking about Trump. Okay, interesting. Thank you to John Medeski who says, thanks for fighting the good fight. Thank you to the anti-view who says, no A word, D word, B word, F word, S word per ABL. If it doesn't make the cut for a 90s G-rated movie, then please have it for your home. Hit the like. There you go. Just good old quality. Um, just just good old quality entertainment, um, news, that type of thing. No no extra stuff going on. Thank you to Kaius Prosmus who says, ABL, what's your take on California potentially splitting into three separate states? What about the Greater Idaho proposal and the state of Jefferson? I've not heard about Greater Idaho. Uh, Jefferson heard about that. It's like Northern California, like past Redding or up in that area. I think it makes sense because California is way too big. If you look at that kind of land coverage on the East Coast, you got a lot of different states. I mean, you're talking about an area from Florida to like New York. That's the size of California as far as its coastal coverage and also inland coverage. So there's quite a few states. It's like all the 13 colonies could fit in, in into um into California. So it should break up and it's good to break up because you don't want to have a city very far away. Like Los Angeles control you in Northern California. It doesn't make any sense. This is the reason why West Virginia seceded from Virginia. It seceded not because of slavery, but because they were routinely ignored by Eastern Virginia because of where all the money was. You know, at the Eastern Seaboard, you know, Hampton Roads, D.C., even Richmond to a certain extent, all the money was out there. And if you weigh out in Boone County somewhere, you were getting ignored. It's far to, to drive from Hampton Roads to West Virginia is far now. It's like about a good six hours just to get to the line, a good about five and a half, six to get to the line. So imagine how it was back then with no vehicles and no interstates or nothing like that. You see what I'm saying? It's a long way. It's easily it's easy to forget you out there. So it's the same thing with California. It's easy to forget you or to not look out for your particular best interests when LA and San Fran run the show. And you're some kind of small little area, which is actually a pretty big area, away from all of that. Different geography, different politics, different people, different everything, different climate, the whole nine yards. You're living in a ski resort somewhere in California or a farming community is different than crowded, ridiculous, rude, uh, crack infested Los Angeles. You understand what I'm saying? But I digress. Um, thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, I wish I had thought of saying I was trans when I went to the joint. Who knew? <laughs> thank you to the anti view who says, comment other the night, Will Smith, like that button. <laughs> Will, Will Smith, that like button. There you go. <laughs> Thank you to John Modesky who says, sounds like a dude that knows he has a right self-defense. You're talking about the baby. That's 100% correct. Thank you to Tom's Wild and Wonderful Views who says, the current Democratic Party is not the one Bill Maher believed in. It has changed into a monster. I believe that. 
100%. So when they say the party switch, it wasn't a party switch. It's people changing. And what you have right now is more close to what they think the party switch was back then. Back then it wasn't. But now you got the Democratic Party really morphing. You know, that's, that's that projection, I suppose. Thank you to John Modesky, who says evil is behind all of this. Thank you to Maxi Max for your donation. Thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, I don't get into sports. I'm a gamer. Uh, and I know you game too. Fallout. Uh, what's that? ES, PUBG, DayZ are pretty much my two, my three go-to games. Yours. Uh, Call of Duty, when I got time. Um... I was a big PUBG guy back in the day. Fallout, I like too, but definitely Call of Duty. That's easy to pick up, shoot a, shoot a little bit, and then put it down, get right back to it. Uh, thank you to Farner Faye who says, I recently had a conversation with one of my in-laws. He's super woke, and we had a political debate. He tried to tell me there's a law signed every seven hours, seven years, to keep blacks free. <laughs> my reaction, laughing. That's crazy. So they got to sign a law every seven years to keep us free. So... If they don't sign the law every seven years, you're going back to slavery. Is that going to happen? I, I I tell you what, I wish they'd try. I am not going. I am not going. It ain't going to happen. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you to Farner Faye who says he kept on saying how conservatism was the white man's diabolical plan to keep blacks far from our, our goal as a people. America's so racist, but he sure loves living there here in a white majority suburb in Delaware. <laughs> You know, and the funny part is, how is conservatism an evil white man's plot to keep the black man down when the black man does not live around conservatism for the most part? The black man lives in Democrat cities. So how is it that we're going to impact him in, in that particular environment? Okay. And he's living in a majority white suburb, probably not necessarily a, a Democrat run. And if it is Democrat run, it's probably not some kind of far leftist, ridiculous person that would be in a Democratic city like a Philly. That's probably where he lives in the Philly suburbs in Delaware. So it's like, what do you, you, you're, you're escaping the democratic place where I guess it should be safe, right? You're escaping that to go to the more conservative place. But the conservatives are the ones that got this diabolical plot to keep you down. Make that make sense. So you're going right to the danger. If a house is on fire and I say it's on fire, but I run straight to it, then what kind of brain do I have in my head? Anyway, Thank you to Farno Faye who says, did you show Biden shaking hands with air? Shout out to the 81 million ghosts who voted him in. I got to, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I did see that. I'm going to put it on the screen right quick. Thank you for that reminder. Thank you for that reminder. Okay. Let's see if this is it. Wow. They got it in, um, in French and everything. This is embarrassing. It's, this is this is worldwide. You know, it ain't just us seeing this. It's like the whole world. They got this in French. I'm not sure if this is, is a Canadian or what. <laughs> Sir, who's there? <laughs> so if you couldn't see this, so Biden gets done with his speech. And he turns to his right and he extends his hand, but nobody is there at all. And shout out to the camera person. They, they zoom out to show that no, ain't nobody there. Like there was nobody even close to his hand at all. Look at this. Nobody. Anybody that's on that side is a good 
15 feet away. It's about, it's about a good 10 feet away or more. And they're sitting down. Like they're off the stage. They're not by him at all. So what's... It's embarrassing. But hey, I didn't vote for him, so don't blame me. I did not vote for that guy right there. Anybody could have seen that in him from the beginning. From the campaign show, you could have seen that in him. So it shouldn't be a surprise at all. Not in the least bit. De definitely mean material. 100% mean material. Is it an old video? Like, how old? Like, old as in um, the Obama administration or old as in, like, five days ago? How, how old is it? Regardless of what, it don't even really matter. You can tell it's not that old because he looks the way he does now. You see what I'm saying? This is pretty much him all the time, every day, anyway. Hold on. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find an article on that. So this, this is not an old video. This is one day ago. Okay. He spoke at NCANT in Greensboro. This was, this, this was recently. This is not an old video. Okay. This is the, the 14th of this month. But anyway, shout, shout out to your man, Joe Biden, for shaking hands with the air. All right. We got a few more here. Thank you to Tom's Water Wonderful Views, who says, I may not agree with everything Elon says and does. I like the fact it was his ambition to return us to the stars and make our space program dream viable again. It was depressing when it ended. Yeah, I'm with you. That's, that's a really good point you made there. Thank you to uh, Pira... Draconium, I know I told that one, I'm sorry, who says, watch Freedom Tunes, quote, the left is used to, the left is used to be saying, unquote, okay. Thank you to Tuvang, who says, ABL, did you see the Saudi Arabian government officials making fun of Biden and Kamala with a skit? I, okay, I, I saw some of that, but I'm, I'm, I'll put it on the screen for you guys, and then I get to the calls. But I, I didn't watch it all the way. Let's go ahead and see if I can find it. Okay. A short clip, like one minute. Let's go watch it. So if you can't see it, they have like a fake Kamala and a fake Joe Biden on there. He's like, he wandering off and Kamala had to bring him back. Thank you very much. I mean, can I, can I say something right quick? Joe here looks like Saddam Hussein and Joe had a baby. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And there Kamala looks like a man in a wig. Today, we're going to talk about the Christ in Spain. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Christ in Africa. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, Russia. <laughs> and I want to talk about the president of Russia, yeah, Putin. Yeah, Putin. Putin, listen to me. I have very important message to you. The message is... <laughs> and the president of China... Oh, I didn't finish Russia. No, sir. Thank you to correct me, first lady. Damn. 
That's, that's, that's 100% the man. I hear that voice. Michael Jackson, Scruff. Thank you very much. God bless you. And God bless... Thank you all. Hallelujah. Clap to your president. Clap to your president right now. Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's embarrassing. Like, the whole world. I played a clip just now before this where it was a French Twitter account that had reposted Biden shaking hands with the air. Now you got a Saudi program lampooning them. This is embarrassing. The whole world, the whole world is laughing at America. And, or our leaders, at least. It's, it's nuts. Totally ridiculous. But that's, hey, man, 81 million. I didn't vote for the guy. If, if nothing else makes people think they made, a, they made a mistake and they might want to do something else, stuff like that should. And if that doesn't do it, then I don't think anything will. It, it, it probably ain't going to, it, it probably ain't really going to sink in. Right. So yeah, shout out to the Saudis though. Shout, shout, shout out to the Saudis for that clip. But well, we, yeah, we got calls on deck here. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email to call. If it doesn't work, don't blame me. You know who to blame. Blame the white man. But that email is in the description box below. And we're going to get to the videos right now to the calls right now, not videos. We're done with the videos for now. All right, let's go. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill, this is uh, FNA Ranger Xbox. All right, man, what's going on? Oh, thankfully, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how, how about that uh, terrorist attack guy down? So quickly. Oh, instantly, right away. Oh, yeah, because uh, if you look at the difference between the way the media reports a lot gunmen, they never once mentioned the gunmen in the New York subway attack race. Not once. Nope. That he was wearing a, a yellow or a green work vest. He's wearing a work vest. <laughs> That's almost to insinuate that he was white. <laughs> That's how stupid they are. Yeah, but they they're planting the seeds in the weak-minded. That's what they do best. That's that psychological warfare. The way they say things, keywords, you know, the way they paraphrase their statements. To get that idea planted that it was a white man that did that mass shooting when... He, Oh well, what are you gonna do? That's all they got left. They got they got dead horses to beat, and they just keep beating them and beating them. They're still not gonna give them the pull of load. Too many Americans are waking up. Uh, I I was talking to uh, actually I was talking to a white man in the parking lot, and I'm like, man, you need to go out and see the rest of the world. And I started naming countries, and this big black man across the Way goes, you've been to Ghana, man. I said, yes, I have, man. <laughs> mm. Had a good old time. And then we got to talking about how the Chinese are destroying, just absolutely raping Africa's natural resources. They're cutting down trees in mass. It's criminal what they're doing. And uh, I talked to that man, and he, he, says that, he said that's why he's here. You know, and... Uh, these people sit there and say, oh, America's this, America's that. But uh, quick story, and I'll get off of here. 
one of my co-workers at a job I used to work at is from Cameroon. And uh, that's next to Nigeria for those people that don't really know on the west coast of Africa after that little bend to the east. But uh, he was uh, dancing to his headphones to his iPod and he was shaking his backside in a co-worker's face and the co-worker sitting in a chair pulled out a dollar and the guy turned around looked at him and he goes gave him a really disgusted look what he goes i want a lap dance and he he's giving him this look you know and he goes what's wrong don't you guys have gay people in nigeria or cameroon he looked at him and says we have them but we kill them yeah you know, <laughs> so my life yeah <laughs> That's how tolerant America is so horribly racist against everybody. <laughs> anyway, you take care, brother. Keep fighting the good fight. Love you. Love Thanks. the show. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, man. Other parts of the world, they don't really play around with some some things we let we like just allow. They they pretty much, hey, man, illegal immigration, all that kind of. Try to just break into a country. Illegally, or try to just have alternative lifestyles in the open. Nope, not gonna happen. That's actually illegal in Jamaica. It's called buggery, but that's a whole different story. Anyway, two one eight in the line. I'm speaking to. Hi, it's Corinne. All righty, what's happening? I want to give uh, some advice on. Uh, I'll, I'll turn you down in the background because I'm getting a. Okay. I might be getting a relay. Yes, please turn it down. Okay, here. Uh, well, here's the thing that happened to me, and 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 it's it, and this is a topic that people don't really think about. Uh, you know, you get in that preparedness mood, and you got yourself your tents, you got your toilets, you got your food, and um, just remember to keep it on a level that you can get to. Because my I adopted a beautiful uh, blue healer. And he um, pulled me down, oh, about two weeks ago and broke my hip. And I didn't have my cell phone on me. And so I was stuck crawling from the backyard to the front yard, yelling help and whatever else I could say, prayers. I get a little PTSD on this. But thankfully, my neighbor saved my life because I was going into shock at that time. Now I'm stuck homebound and there are things that I've got in the basement. I can't get to, I can't go and do my laundry. You know, I got to take three steps, but that porta potty that I bought that camper porter potty, <laughs> it's coming handy in the middle of the night. So this is just kind of like a preparedness thing to look out for. You never know when you're going to bust a hip. Because you're not going to be able to carry that stuff out with you, you know. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, nobody thinks of it. I didn't think of it, and I'm like, wow, this is absurd. I got I got a whole freezer full downstairs, uh, you know, and and I've got to take twelve steps down to get there, and and I'm not prepared for that yet. Plus, I got to deal with the dogs now. I got a dog with a massive tumor, an old dog. And then I got this this new dog I adopted because my my cat died. Has anybody had this story lately? <laughs> but uh, 
you don't, you just don't know how shit. I'm sorry, how things are going to pile up. And, you know, you can just be taking the dog out for just a quick spin. And uh, what happened with my dog is I had him on one of those track leashes. And a neighbor's dog come up, a brand new dog in the backyard. They got their fence. And what my dog does is he points. He doesn't do anything until that other dog comes at that fence. And when that dog came at that fence, my dog tried to protect me. But instead, he pulled me down. And I was on the ground in 30-degree weather for 40 minutes, balancing my hands with my left leg, crawling up a fence, trying to secure the dogs that I had in the backyard, yelling at them, stay, stay, then yelling, God help me, God help me, help, help, 911. I didn't have my phone. You know, and that's just the stupidest thing. But most people in an emergency, you know, the emergency always comes out of the blue. That's right. You're right about that. So I think the moral, <laughs> I think the, I think the moral of the story is be be, be, be ready. Be ready. Be prepared. Oh, well, there he is now. You hear him? <laughs> I, I do. But thank you for your call. I got a few more on the line. I appreciate you for your call. Okay. All right now. All righty. <laughs> Shout out to the dog in the background. Like, hey, man, we got we to gotta wrap it up. <laughs> the dog was like, man, you didn't talk too long. Come on, let's go. But no, nah, it was a good call. I mean, be ready. That, that's the moral of the story. Be ready. Be prepared. Guns, ammunition, food. That's what I took from it. And have a way to, if you got, if you find yourself injured, have a way to be able to get to safety and get yourself taken care of. All right. Let's go to a few more here. The number to call 434-658-1220. on the line. We'll speak it to. Hey, AB, how are you doing? I'm well about yourself. I'm wonderful. It's my birthday, and I'm listening to you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, this is your supporter. Um, I might know some donuts and sprinkle comments I spent sent earlier to your way on your birthday. I sent you something anyway, but, but nevertheless, um, this is um, one of your fans, and I'm calling you because I was listening, and I'm like, there's some things I want to talk about on my birthday with ABL. One thing you talked about today was baby, and that comment about it was all about the self-defense mode, which I agree 100%, but I'm from Los Angeles, by the way, and here in Los Angeles, there's no such thing as self-defense. So if it would have been the same scenario with me or say someone else here, um, we're going to jail because somebody came in our house. They wanted to be disruptive in our environment and we have to still fight for our lives beyond that. This is Los Angeles all day long. And since we're on the subject of, you know, these celebrities or whatever, I just wanted to say a few things that's been in the news lately is um, basically um, there's three people that I want to, you know, I guess cold court on is um, basically um, Justice Millett, um, uh, um, Will Smith, and also the other guy who shot the woman. Um, Help me out. Alec Baldwin. Okay, Justice Millett is back being the parody um, with his new song out. You know, everybody, I don't know if 
everybody's heard it, but I've heard it, and I know you have. Um, the other guy, Alec Baldwin, is back to being the actor. He's in France right now shooting a movie. Nobody's heard anything about mm. whether or not he's apologized about or what's going on with the case. And, of course, Will Smith is the hero um, in a lot of these um, forms about what he did to Chris Rock. And I guarantee you, if it would have been like, say, Jerry Seinfeld or somebody like that, he wouldn't have done it. We all know that. But, you know, it's all about that black on black crime. It's just, you know, everything is just so, you know, perpetuating in this society. And it's just wrong because, you know, we don't get any clear like, you know, this is wrong. Hold, hold, hold the toe. And let's, you know, account, you know, hold these people accountable for their actions. I'm not saying baby, he had every right, but, you know, but everybody else, they need to be under the bus. And that's all I want to say on my birthday. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. And you be blessed. All right. Now, same to you. Bye-bye. Yeah, self-defense should be a universal thing. It shouldn't be just, you know, conditional or in certain places. Well, conditional, yes, but not necessarily certain places. Not just, not in California, but yes, in North Carolina. It should be everywhere. 586 on line, we're speaking to. Yeah, hi, ABL. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Larry, and I'm from North Carolina. Just a couple of, uh, hopefully, quick things here. Number one, I think if the transgendered men want to go into prison with ladies, I think they should go through a castration. And then that way, that would solve the problem of uh, of ladies being impregnated in, in prison. And you would think that that wouldn't bother them anyway because they don't want to be a man anymore. But that was just a quick thought on that. And then the other thing I want to just mention is the this problem at our southern borders it's it's i think it's probably pretty simple you know the the last time we had this problem was also during the obama administration and and what it is is that i don't think the leadership of the democratic party likes the constitution of these united states what they do like is the un and the UN Charter calls for countries to have an open border. And as long as it's done uh, at a, what do you call it, a, a, you know, like an orderly fashion. Well, we don't think it's orderly, but they do. And, you know, is the UN who sponsored, you know, like paying for the buses and, and trucks and stuff driving from one driving the uh, the immigrants from one country, you know, across Mexico to to our border, and and uh, you know for for quite a while the UN has also been demanding that our government take away take away guns from our citizen citizens, and so that is why, in my opinion, why the Democrats are always pushing so hard for us to take away our guns or, you know, um, restrict them as much as possible. And, you know, even, even back when it was either the last term of Bill Clinton or just after he got out of, you know, uh, his last time at um, days or whatever, president of the United States, you know, a reporter asked him, because I remember this, because I never forgot it. A reporter asked, Bill Clinton, um, 
what do you think of the Constitution? And Bill Clinton said, well, it's actually my second best document. He says, actually, my number one is the is the UN Charter or whatever they called it back then. And he says, uh, you know, that 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 basically, you know, he liked that better than than the Constitution. It seems like that the leadership of the Democrat Party, that that is what they follow. You know, that that's that's why they're not doing anything to shut down the border or anything, because they follow the U.N. But anyway, that's uh, the things I wanted to talk about to, to tell everybody. And and then to the to all the listeners, please don't vote vote Democrat at anything in these coming elections, because the leadership of the Democratic Party does not like us. We the people of these United States. So we shouldn't even have any of them in office if we can help it. Well, thank you. So I just thought I'd mention that. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to a few more here. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email in the box. 702, you're on the line. I'm speaking to Hi, this is Africa, the real one. I am so glad to be talking to you, uh, Mr. ABL, with your handsome self. Listen, um, I love your show, by the way. Very intelligent, and, and you really do your thing. I want to say something on this, this trans inmates. Um, I noticed someone said to, to chop up a thing and, and you wouldn't have a problem, but, you know, those people use anything. A predator use anything. You know, they'll use their hands, they'll use whatever, you know, they can get, they, they, whatever is available to them, they're going to use. And I'm, I'm wondering, I'm, I look at this thing, I know, I'm going to keep it too long, but I look at this thing and I'm thinking, you know, they just keep getting more and more and more extreme. And I think we, we missing the mark. You know, it's a distraction, you know, for the reaction, pretty much. And I'm wondering, what is it that we are, that we're not looking at? Because, I mean, they're hitting us with, with everything in the kitchen sink. So what is it that you think we might be overlooking? We got the, the, the Bill Maher thing, the, uh, Elon Musk, the, the uh, trans stuff, and all of that. It's something we're not looking at. What do you think about that? Um, I'm not really sure. I think we see everything that's going on, but it's just it's being shown in different ways to us. We know about the whole LGBT okay. agenda. But that's a big agenda with a lot of different legs to it. Yeah. You're talking about you know, yeah. the kids in school, uh, the transgenders in the penitentiary. It's a lot of different ways that it manifests itself. So we're, we're seeing all the ways yeah. that it just presents. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, and, and I just can't help but And I might be, you know, overthinking it, but I just can't help to think that it's something else that, we are, that we're missing. We've got to be missing something because... I mean, they are throwing us, they, they throw on so much, like one thing after the other thing every week, the real smash or this or that. I'm saying, man, it's something we, we, we're not looking at. I don't take up too much time. I just wanted to come on and, and, and throw that out there and tell you, you're doing an awesome job. Um, I will be getting some merchandise. You guys get some merchandise. Okay, this man puts a lot of time into his videos. Um, and that's, that's all I want to say. And thank you for, for, the, um, for the show. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Absolutely. Have a good one. Same to you. Yeah, it's a good question. It's like, is it something that we're missing? Is it something else going on we don't know about? I mean, 
there's always some kind of hidden agenda. There's always something that is kind of in the background lurking, in my opinion. Let's go to 623 online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, B.O., it's Steven from uh, Arizona. Um, have you ever heard of there being an all-black police force? An all-black police force? Yeah. Um, probably. I mean, I'm not really sure, but I'm sure there is. Like, Atlanta is pretty much like that. Yeah, I mean, all black, 100% black, probably, but I don't know where it is. But majority black, Baltimore, Norfolk, Virginia, Atlanta, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think that there should be, like, uh, we should have, like, I, I've always thought they should have try to have black communities police themselves just so that way in the scenarios where people are shot and killed. Well, like yesterday, everybody's talking about the one where the guy, that was a weird stop too. Cause the guy's asking him what's the problem as he's being, you know, tased or whatever it is. But it's just like, I don't, I don't understand where all that comes from, but, uh, people too. I mean, they got to kind of lie to themselves to believe that, uh, cops are out there just trying to kill people, you know, cause that, that cop, uh, he, I don't know. He probably shouldn't have shot him, you know, but a lot of people handle their kids and just start whooping on them. You know, imagine being a cop and people are giving you a heart, you know, grown men, mostly. I imagine there's not a lot of women getting arrested like that. Well, I take that back. There was that black lady who was scared and she also got shot, but she pulled her pistol out first. And a lot of people still lie to themselves and say stuff like, oh, well, she was in fear for her life. Well, why? You know, the cop was very calm, told her to put the weapon down. I'm sure he never even had his pistol. But, you know, this cop in particular, the guy never went back in his car, never got his license. You know, again, was it a justified shooting? Probably not because there's, you know, I mean, he could have even choked the guy out. You know, there's a, a lot of cops, too. They should teach them to know how to wrestle. Uh, do jujitsu or some type of like nullifying fight thing. You know, don't teach them how to break people's arms. That's a little too far if you're going to arrest them. But teach them how to neutralize the situation. You know, give them guns, yes, for if things get at that out of hand. But there's no reason for for the cops to go in. Uh, they should go in confident to the situation. You know, the a lot of criminals and stuff they are in fear of these cops, you know, white collar guys who are just doing their job, you know, but criminals are, are mostly ready for that kind of confrontation. You know, that's why they take it there. Cause they, they really don't, a lot of them really don't care what happens. And that's why you so, got to have, sorry, that, that, yeah. And that, that's why you have deadly force. That's why you have deadly force yeah. because you know, these guys don't really care about what happens. They don't care about having to pull a gun on you and shoot you or take your gun and shoot you with it. So, you got to have deadly force in a situation where it calls for it. That's not all the time, but sometimes it does happen. So that's just right. what that is. And as far as having an all-black oh. police force, that's not going to help at all because you're talking about criminals. A lot of times they want, if you oh, got no. if, if you got, if you got a black criminal, a lot of times what they want is for the black person to be more lenient. So that's not going to help. Yeah. But do you think an uh, all-black police force would be more lenient if, you know, because there's a, I don't remember his name, but there's the police chief and he's arguing with Don Lemon about, um, I think it was immigration and how it kind of ruins their community over there. Um, but I've never heard of a, like, you know, you would have to show me, but I've never seen a black police officer stop a black person 
and then the person kind of be like, oh, I want, you know, how come you ain't being cool and all that? I mean, but like, have, like, you, have, you, have you ever seen a black person? Have you ever seen a black cop pull over a black person? Like, have you, have you been in the car when that happens? No, I've never seen it on uh, video either, though. That's why I was saying. Yeah, I mean, but you're not going to see it on video because who, who records the good things that happen, right? Right. And who, who releases those? You ever, you ever think about that? Like, why are there? Well, I don't know. I, that's a little bit speculative, but I always wonder, like, how come it's the bad ones that get released? You know, I've seen a white guy, uh, chill. I think it's in California or maybe Arizona and he's, he's chilling, smoking a cigarette on it by his car. He's a white guy. He looks like trailer trash, but the cop goes up to him, starts bending his arm, puts him up against the car and is tasing him like in the, you know, near his, uh, anus area and stuff and he doesn't stop he keeps going when the guy's arrested basically so i'm like how come those and nobody talks about those either like oh well white people get it bad too i, I saw an, a guy get shot in arizona he got shot at his hotel door because he answered the door with his pistol so the cops were like oh crap you know and again not justified but i don't even care and i'm white so i'm like you know it it doesn't add up you know to why people even think that racism is around. I mean, I know they don't see the white people killing the white people and all that, but you know, that, that's I just, not, I can never, that, that's, that's not, that's not newsworthy. Nobody cares about that. We care about the, 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 the poor innocent black man getting harassed by the white person. Even if that's not the case, it doesn't really matter because that's going to be the case in the eyes of the general public. If the media wants it to be. So that's all it's about. It's about just pushing narratives. They don't care about a white person being killed. That's, that's not even important. I'm not your audio. I'm not your audio is messed up. It's messed up. So I'll, I'll let you go, boss. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. He probably put a speaker on or something like that, but I can't hear him at all. So shout out to the caller, though. But I mean, that's pretty much what's going on. All right, let's get to a few more here. Let's go to nine zero one. You don't line. Who am I speaking to? ABL. My name is Zach, and I am calling you from Memphis, Tennessee tonight. How are you tonight, sir? I'm well, man. About yourself? I am good. So I got a couple of things to ask you about or talk to you about here first. One, um, another mall shooting today. This time, Columbia, South Carolina. Have you heard about that one yet? I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure what all the details are on it because it was still pretty early on in the investigation, but. Another a mall shooting, and it looks like it's one of those that's going to get covered up again by the mainstream media. So, surprise, surprise there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And the next one is a shooting that happened here in my own city of Memphis, and it was down on Bill Street last weekend. And these fools started shooting at each other right in front of the police right in front of them. And now when the police started shooting back, now the person that got killed, family is trying to blame the police for their son getting shot. It's, it's just insanity. Um, so, so, so the I, guy, I, I, so, I don't know what to think. So, so the guy started to start the gunfire. And then when the police fired back, now it's the, the it's the fault of the police. That, that's that's what it looks like, according to some of the statements that the family's attorney's been putting out on the local news here in Memphis. Um, it, it looks, yeah, it looks like one of those again, you know. So, yeah, 
pretty crazy. I mean, just everything's getting blamed, but the person that are engaging in this kind of behavior and, you know, and I hear what you say, like, you know, when, when you're describing like places around here, you really do need a bulletproof vest here in Memphis. That's no joke. I wish I could tell you you're wrong about that, but the fact is you're not, you're absolutely right. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy here. Um, I hope the rest of Tennessee is not like this, but yeah, Shelby County in Memphis is pretty crazy. It's just a shooting every night, but might want to see, you might want to look into that at the one on Bill Street and the one that happened today in Columbia. I will most certainly. I'll look into it. Absolutely. All right. Well, so you have a good night and, um, enjoy your show and um, keep doing what you do, man. You keep fighting a good fight. You're, you're doing wonderful. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. You too, sir. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. All right. Let's get to a few more. Let's go to 813. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is, um, I'm calling from uh, Florida. Hi, this is uh, Franca. Absolutely. All right, before we start, turn your speakers down for me in the background. Okay, hold on one second. Is that better? Absolutely. So how's everything going? It's going great. You know, I just, um, I wanted to talk about, like, the United States, as you know, how we used to be a, a global hegemon, and now we're um, considered, like, weak, and why that theory probably exists. You said, Am you said, I on right now? You're live right now, yes. Okay, great. Well, you know, the United States was once thought of as a global hegemon. So what that means is that we were once a global powerhouse. And I think that our, the potato in chief has been put in that position to make us look weak. Because after um, World War II, the United States, um, was in, in the international arena, and they governed social policies. You know, we governed social policies, and we were considered a powerhouse of the world. You know, people referred to a hegemon as might makes right, but it's not really about might makes right. It's about having a position of global economic security to where you can help the rest of the countries make decisions, you know, if, whether it involves the military, whether they're fighting, there's, you know, fighting going on within their own countries, um, you know, helping them establish democratic systems, you know, which what we tried to do in the Middle East, which unfortunately didn't work out because once we left, you see what happened. The Taliban moved back in. So, um, you know, the, the issue is that when we as the global hegemon start to look weak, then there is a breakdown. So that's why you have Russia coming forward. Next will be China, then North Korea, and the stability of the United States. We're the stability of the world. We represent freedom. You know, that's why I think that all this new movement has started to make us look like people aren't free here. This is the only country where people are free. 
And if you don't believe that, you know what? Take a trip to the Middle East or to Mexico or China or or even Japan, like places where you think people are free. And you'll see that we are the freest country in the world. Public education is free. College is free here no matter what anybody tells you. Okay, you can get Pell Grants. You can get scholarships. Um, We have what's called social mobility in the United States. We don't have a class of, you know, in India, like people are born in a certain caste and you can't get out of it. You can be anything you want in this country, but they want us to believe the narrative that this country isn't free. We're a horrible country. We're not a powerful country. We're letting other nations weaken us because you know what we we're a global hegemon of of might we're the strongest military you can't take us down with military force how else do you take down a global hegemon okay you take it down mentally and that's what they're doing to us and we're allowing it because of all this social discourse of woke go broke blm gay this you know, we want to all be magical unicorns. Um, you know, we're we're allowing the infiltrators to destroy our country from within mentally. Makes sense to me. One hundred percent correct. Well, I thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. All right, thank you. Bye. Great call. Shout out to her. Let's get to a few more here. Seven three four. You don't allow who am I speaking to? Hey, help This is James. How are you? Well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well, bro. I just wanted to call in and say, hey, listen. These these midterms are looking nice. Yeah, I, I I think it's already over. You know what I mean? Just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the ending of Title Forty Two coming uh, next month. I mean, you, you already take a look at last month. We already had over two hundred thousand illegal immigrants come over. And we haven't seen one of those numbers since 2000. You know, we're talking about 22 years. And when Jen was asked about that and kind of, you know, how they're handing out free cell phones, basically, she's saying, oh, well, you know, basically, we just need to track them. It's like, track them. You, I mean, you already know where they are. I mean, it's literally all you have to do is say, hey, go, go back, just like Trump said, and you know exactly where they are. You don't even have to hand out a, a phone. And, uh, you know, also, I just wanted to say, like, you know, what's your thoughts on Abbott, you know, go, saying, hey, listen, you don't even know what it's like on the border. And, you know, you have no idea what's coming after you in this uh, this law and sending them back to the yellow big brick road over to uh, the White House and saying, hey, this is our reality. Uh, do you think more governors or should be jumping on that train as far as like, you know, just showing the White House, like when this ends, you're really seeing about seven. 18,000 people. I mean, I like, I like what they're doing as far as sending them to DC. That's, that's the right message because it's like, Hey, you guys in DC, this is your doing. You're allowed them to pour into the country. And you're talking about, like you said, giving them cell phones that they're going to throw away. You're not going to track them. You're not sending them back. So, okay. Rather than us dealing with it, rather than them just being here until they can figure out the next move, we'll send them right to you. And then you figure out the next move for them. Meanwhile, they're going to be right there in your backyard and if I, I want them to take them straight to Adams Morgan, Georgetown, the nice areas of D.C., right there on the steps of the Capitol, 
and see why they're like that. When you get a whole tent city right on 16th Street in, in Northwest or wherever that is, right by the White, the White House. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny because, you know, Peter uh, was talking to Jen basically saying, you know, hey, listen, like, what do you think this is going to do? Do you, don't you think that when they get this phone, they can't just throw it away? And one, why even, who's paying for that? Obviously, we are taxpayers. And, I, you know, I know that shoot, I didn't get a phone until I was 18 and I paid for it. You, you, you sending out some pagers, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than some phones, those are too expensive, one. And then two, not even talking about the economical damage that you're bringing to the country. But, yeah, I mean, the, what they're into all doing is the Democrats are just losing the uh, Mexican voters. And they're definitely going to see that coming up in the midterms and definitely going to see that in the presidential uh, uh, run, because that's definitely going to be a talking point for you know, the Republicans in our party. Um, and I just think that I agree with you. I think that Abbott is definitely saying true and him and DeSantis are together showing up and not just talking, but actually proving uh, the point and, and, you know, and showing the word, you know, when they said that they're going to do something, they're going to go through it. DeSantis going against uh, Disney uh, and, you know, Abbott going against basically this, you know, immigration failure that the Biden administration is already doing. Um and, you know, last day, I just want to touch on uh, I'm from Kentucky. So we have uh, Governor Andy Brashear that actually vetoed the, the bill that uh, would prevent trans athletes in high school to be competing against other students that are obviously female, biological and uh, biological males. And the reason why he said that he vetoed it is because we in the state of Kentucky aren't seeing that as far as like, being a discriminatory like advantage or, you know, this and that, basically, where you literally all you have to do is turn to the right and take a look at um, the transgender uh, athlete and uh, literally took sixth place, tied sixth place with the University of Kentucky swimmer. Both of them tied sixth place and they had one trophy, basically gave it to him rather than her and crushed her and kudos to her because she went on soccer, actually got an interview on there and, you know, shout out to her because, you know, basically this governor is saying we don't have any, you know, examples of this going on and how it's going to be basically detrimental to our kids in the state of Kentucky. Yet we have a collegiate athlete who literally got robbed for six plates by a male who literally just came in and said, yeah, I'm going to swim, and, uh, you know, and just demolish the floor. Uh, and, you know, my thought is she's from Tennessee. She came over to, to, to Kentucky. We recruited her. So now that that's the fact and he's vetoed that bill, we're going to be losing out on collegiate athletes, especially in the women's field, that don't want to come over here because they know they're not going to get support. But shout out to the University of Kentucky for actually supporting her, giving her a voice, getting her on Tucker. And, man, that's – I'm just waiting for these midterms. Like I said, uh, super excited for uh, for the show. Really appreciate what you're doing, ABO. And uh, thanks for taking my call too, man. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right, good call. Yeah, the whole thing with the female athletes, it's a shame when you got these male athletes. Like I said, Joanna, man, supposed to be a funny movie, but it wound up being real life, like actual legitimate life. It, it shouldn't be that way. Why is it that the women are having to compete against biological X, XY men? It just shouldn't be that way, but that's what's going on nowadays. 608, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is uh, Joey. Joey from Wisconsin. All right, what's going on? Man, I got to tell you this crazy story, ABL. My, uh, all right, man, my 16-year-old cousin, right? 
she got uh she got uh Pfizer Pfizer vaccine. Mm-hmm. Dude, man, not nine days after that, nine days after that, she slipped into a coma. Oh no! Two, yeah, two days after that, uh, she was brain dead, vegetable man. Her mom had to, had to pull the pull the plug, pull the plug from her. Nothing, man. Nothing on all the all the news on that was like deleted from her. You know, man. The only the only thing that's on there is like uh, like COVID blog and like these websites that. You know, I look like I look look like they'd be made by like a tinfoil hat wearing person or something like that. You know, but it's like all, you know, man. I'm starting to believe like they're covering up like all the people, all the people who died from the vaccine, and all the ne- negative side effects and all that. You know, like I don't know anybody who died from the virus itself, but you know, I personally know like my cousin died, you know, from this vaccine. You know. Yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear that, but I think they are trying to hide a lot of that stuff because it's a lot of money in it. It's the consumer confidence and all that kind of stuff. They'll they'll ignore cases of people dying. They want to say, "Oh, that's an adverse that's an adverse event." Like it's not somebody that actually died from it. That that should be highlighted and publicized. But they don't want to ruin what they got going on as far as the obedience they have of people taking it and also the money making. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of crazy like that, you know, like, I don't know, man, all that, like all the new, you know, all the news was just like, it's like her name doesn't exist. Like, you know, nothing's on Google. It's like, she's like a race from Google. You know, the only thing she's on is like a couple different, like little blog, like little independent blogs where they're talking about it. You know, they look like they're just made by like, you know, some crazy, you know, kind of like conspiracy theorist website or something. But, you know, now that I see all those other people, you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, man, there's a lot more people dying and having bad side effects that they're just covering up, you know? That's right. Absolutely correct. So, yeah, man, I don't know. That's kind of pretty much all I got to say. Yeah, keep yeah, keep up the good work, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, that's rough. Sorry, sorry to hear that, my man. But yeah, it's a lot of that going on, a lot of that covering up because they don't want people to under, to really understand the truth and to get down to the core of what's going on. They don't want that at all. Four one zero, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, BL, um, this is uh, Minambre from uh, outside DC. All right, man, what's going on? Um, I just want to say that uh, I think everybody missed the point. Tomorrow's Easter, but uh, Christ will rise again. All righty. And that's it. Well, there you God go. bless you all. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, short and sweet, straight to the point. Good call. Let's get to a few more. Let's go to... Call on last speaker to 817. Yes, ADL. This is Chris in Arlington, Texas. How you doing? I'm well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Say, so, I'd just like to kind of like put out a, a public notice, you might say. Uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see. The Black Conservative Patriot, uh, he's on YouTube as well, and I would uh, advise people to go and uh, hear what his uh, video that he put up today. It was... Uh, 
in 76 days, you will not want to be out in public. Now, uh, I'll go a bit further. I've went out and I bought a lot of uh, long-lasting food, okay, and staples. Okay, we know what they did with the toilet paper thing. We know what they did with this pandemic. We know what they've done every time an election comes along. Okay, uh, food shortages is coming. He's, uh, he keeps saying it, and uh, I have no reason to uh, believe that uh, they're not going to do this And uh, because uh, we already see the shortages in the stores here and there. Uh, formulas is getting in the short supply. They're rationing it. So I would just say to the public, I mean, uh, get out there and get as much uh, uh, staples as you can. Then if nothing ever happens, hey, guess what? At least, at least you'll have it if you need it. Because if it if it gets that bad, and uh, 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 look what's going to happen when people start going hungry, their kids going hungry. Where are they going to go if the stores don't have it? Where are they going to go to? They're going to be coming to people's homes. So we need to just get prepared. Try to keep your gas tanks full. Do whatever you can. Uh, maybe uh, just come together in, in families uh, uh, when it starts getting bad, if it gets bad. But we just need to think about the future because it don't. it's not looking very good for right now, uh, uh, ADL. Do you agree with that or not? I mean, I'm not sure it's going to get too bad, but it can. And I think that everyone should be prepared in case things do get bad to where you have to really start trying to find food and water and things of that nature. Yeah, I'm just saying in case, just in case it happens. I mean, it may not be that bad, but at least uh, uh, you'd have something to eat. And uh, as far as uh, baby formulas go, uh, when I was a kid and older folks uh, from way back when, and I, I'm getting up in age, uh, we didn't even have those kind of things. After the mother would say if she couldn't breastfeed or we had a goat or a cow, we used uh, pet milk half and half. And uh, I, I believe, if I ain't mistaken, that's what uh, my mother fed me and uh, she was fed and stuff like that. So there is alternatives to that uh, uh formula so i just want to let them people out there know about that uh, and they can do their own research and uh, check it out for themselves but uh, that's just the old time remedies and i mean if what i've said helps anybody well i hope it does and that's basically what i wanted to say thank you for the call man definitely appreciate it thank you bye-bye all right shout out to the caller let's go to 929 you don't speaker to Anthony, how are you? It's all good about yourself. Uh, yes. So, uh, do you hear about the movie that stupid on Gumbo that he released about the title The Water? It is about the trap head connect to the snack venom. Do you watch that video? I've not seen that. I, I didn't quite catch the name of it. What was the name again? The water. The water. The water? Yes, yes. Okay, no, I've not on seen it. Team Peter Network on, on the Gumbo. Okay. And also, I want to talk about the fastest grand retreat. Right now, he's trying to turn this country into the Get China 
two boys old. Well, yeah, that's so what it looks like. About yeah. that, Go ahead. So about that, there is a machine in the airport. It's it named Scott. The S stands for security. The C stands for control. The O stands for observation. And the T stands for tower. Now, please tell me that. Does it, it sound creepy to you? Creepy. Creepy to you? Yeah, pretty much. So that ma- yes, yes. So that machine, it, it is, they watch on you, and, and they will like give a warning that you must wear a mask in the airport, and not only that, also the security camera, it is now uh, AI security camera to identify if you wear a mask or not. And it be established in the school right now. Mm. Okay. So yes. And about do you know the law? Uh, the bill that is thirty five bill, the anti-lynching bill that Brandon just passes. Well, that bill is a uh, anti-fish bill. And also, like black people can cannot be racist and always oppressed. Build. <laughs> yeah, I've I've not seen the actual language of it, but that's that's I wouldn't doubt it. Yes, so I hope like you go to internet and research on it, and also, oh yes, about the branding all the on the pip on the pip told right on the S. Excuse, oh, oh, sorry about Brandon on the crypto inside the build that he will order the the bank to make a central bank central bank crypto currency. And what is the central bank crypto currency? Well, it basically a social credit structure like Get China, which means that we buy on youth. If we retell that you what you did on the internet, right, and that we caught a very single what what you did on the internet, so it is like a big brother watching you. Okay, so the like the central bank cryptocurrency that'd be the way to spy on us and all our actions and habits and whatnot, right? Yes, it is called a social credit. Just right. like yet China. Okay. And um, also, Brandon, the Brandon line, the task bill, right? That task bill will take everything that you have. Because, I mean, those, we got the central bank cryptocurrency, we got the, the entire Facebook. Build. Uh, we got the task, uh, the task build from Brandon, and also, and also the anti-encryption, the anti-encryption that I talked to you before. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. For those, is what the code is what the world code 
forums want us. It is a great reset. It's a great reset? Yes. Okay. All right, well, oh, yes. I, I, I th- thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Yes, let go, Brandon, and the freaking cross game. <laughs> All right, now, thank you. All right, shout out to the caller. Let's get to some more here. Call you online. Come on, speak at 347. Yes. Um, hey, ADL? Yes. ADL? All right, how you doing? This is Jack from Brooklyn. Uh, big fan of yours. Always uh, watching you. Thank you so much for all you do. I just want to, I'm just concerned about the future. You know, I, I was born in 1975, and I, I feel like I'm like the last generation who wants to work and build and create. And I'm just kind of um, scared for the future. I just wanted to just feel, uh, just get your opinion on how you feel about the generations coming up and, and the future of our country. Well, I think that you have a lot of kids coming up that are pretty damaged by what they've been uh-huh. learning in K through 12 and what they learn at home and through television and movies and whatnot. But there's also a lot of kids who are not like that yeah. and they're really forward thinking. They got their head on their shoulders I'm just not sure how many yeah. of the former there are versus the latter. And that's where I'm concerned. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what, and it seems like anybody who, who has that same thought is getting put down right now. And, you know, if they're so young where they're, they're actually going to be affected by that and not, you know, reach their full potential. And that's what worries me, you know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't change soon, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. I guess all we can do is just, uh, you know, take it day by day. That's right. That's all we can do. That's it. Yeah. All right, Adele. I thank you for taking my call, and uh, thank you for doing this throughout the whole COVID and everything. You really uh, you brightened up my day, and I'm sure a lot of other people. God bless. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, I got to keep on. I got to keep on keeping on. I got to keep on doing what I do, you know? That's just what it is. Let me get to some more here. Let's go. Nine eight nine. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? This is Jay from uh, Northern Michigan. All right, man. What's going on? How you doing? It's all good. How you doing there, uh, Mister Morgan? All good, man. Can't complain. Good, good. Uh, I just want to call and tell you uh, Happy Easter and uh, thank you for your videos. I watch every day and uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother. And have a good uh, Easter tomorrow. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you. All right, good night. All right, shout out to the caller. Just real quick, showing some love. I appreciate that. 425, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Jason. All right, man, what's going on? That's weird. I hear you on the... Is this ABL? Yeah, but turn your speakers down in the background for me because there's a delay. Oh, yeah, I turned it off. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, this, this is me. Speaking to me right now. Oh, you must have a delay then, because I'm watching on YouTube, too. Yeah, there's a, there's a delay, yes. Yeah. So what's up? I just was going to call you about uh, and, you know, explain about the Klaus Schwab and all the stuff about how they're coming out and actually saying, you know, out loud in public what they want to do. And I've been trying to figure out why they're doing that and what you think. I think. I have I mean- a couple theories. I mean, it's, they can't really hide it at this point. Cats out the bag. It's, it's out the bag now. It's like, okay, it's, it's whatever, you know? 
It's, it's going to come out there and say yeah. what's going on. But you have Klaus Schwab literally talking about having people in different governments, talking about training different people for other governments, talking about um, taking out the population. Uh, Bill Gates has done the same thing. Uh, there's a guy that works with Klaus Schwab that's coming out talking about it. And uh, I don't know. I thought about it. And I think one of the things is, I mean, I have different theories, but one of them is I think they literally think they're the good guys. I think they're doing the world a favor in everything they're, they're doing. So they're just kind of up front because they're like, we're the good guys. We're trying to help the world. We're trying to cleanse this world and save it. Right. Well, maybe, maybe think? I, I think that's a good way to look at it. They think that they are doing the correct thing. That they're not the bad guys. We, the people, the, the peons of the world, we're the bad guys. We don't, we don't know any better what we need for ourselves. So they got to come in and help us. Yeah, that's one of them. The other one was, I'm not a religious person. I want to be kind of agnostic. But uh, is they keep on telling you, you know, like everything I just said. And I wonder if there's some type of, literally, is there some type of war of heaven and hell and there's like some type of code where they actually have to say it or something before they do it. Or I don't know. That sounds kind of weird, but I don't know. The whole world's weird today. It, it is. It really is. Nothing makes sense. And uh, I do have one more question for you. If you don't mind. All right. <laughs> has Tim pool asked you to be on a show or have you attempted to try to be on a show? Well, I've not heard anything from Tim pool and I'm not really sure how to try to go about getting on there. But I go in there if they, you know, if they requested me, I go. I think it would be good for your channel and your fucking, oh, sorry. You're, you're a smart dude, and I like you, and I, I think uh, you should go far, and it would really help out. I think you would uh, attribute a lot to the show. Yeah, i I love to so, go. That would be fun. Right on. Well, anyways, it was good talking to you, and uh, keep going, bro. You're a good guy. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yep, take it easy. All right, shout out to the caller. Let's get to a few more. 304, don't allow him to speak to you. Trying to get on here, baby. Hello? Yes, you're live right now, boss. Oh, uh, how you doing, ABL? Uh, I've been Republican for over 10 years. I'm 23-year-old. I've been Republican for 10, over 10 years. I've been watching your show for three years. And uh, ABL, sir, you're talking to a man who just spent 24 hours in a West Virginia jail over nothing, sir. Oh, man, what happened? What's the story behind this? I was on a four-wheeler, sir, and I was taking my cousin home, and I went to turn around on top of this hill there. He lives on a hill, his house is. And uh, I went to turn around, and I see nothing but Logan County, West Virginia sheriffs, not state police, but sheriffs, you know. And uh, I had a 9 millimeter on me. I ain't got no felony on me. It's legally in my name. They took my gun from me, and, well, you know, I got kind of mad, and they brought they brought a dog out and searched that guy's house. Well, on the way back, that dog peed on all four of my tires, brand-new four-wheeler tires on my Honda 420. And I got kind of mad, honestly, and uh, I called that dog a S-O-B, but not S-O-B. You get what I'm saying, boss? I got you. And, uh, well, they took me to jail, and neither say I'm out on my own recontinence, but... Uh, I just want to call and tell you what I went through, and Logan County Sheriffs are one of the dirtiest they are. They went in my uh, cousin's house, actually he took us to jail, 
and he he stole their gun. Uh, Nick Tucker, Nick Tucker from Logan County, stole my cousin's rings. He stole he stole their money. He ain't this ain't the first time he done this to people in Logan County, West Virginia. You know what I mean, boss? Mm-hmm. See, I'm the one. I I, I snapped I snapped to call you uh, about a few months ago when West Virginia had a big old snowstorm. I'm sure you remember me, don't you? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm 23 year old, and man, I never did think I'd be the one in jail. You know what I mean? Tell my people, tell, tell the people I graduated with, I went to jail. They like you went to jail. You know what I mean? And I, I, I got, I, I support the cops until now. I, I got them, uh, the, the blue line American flags all over the back glass of my truck. You know, in case I do get pulled over, but I ain't have yet. Thank God, but uh. I, I went to jail on the holler, ABL. As <laughs> you in the holler in the jail for real? Yeah, I swear to God, they put me. They took me in jail from the holler on, on my four wheeler. They almost towed my four wheeler. My mom didn't drive home. They towed my four wheeler. Mm. Stole my cousin's same chainsaw because we was cutting logs out of the road, you know, on the gas well road. Stole his chainsaw. He said he'll probably never get it back. And I can't get my nine millimeter back till I go to court. I don't go to court in four months. Uh, so I got to go four months at my nine millimeter, it, but it's right. It's in my name, you know. Constitutional carry in this state. I had the right to have it, you know. Right. The so only it, reason I had it because I was in the mountains, sir. You know what I mean? Maybe else. Yeah, it, it get a little weird in the mountains, so you got to have it on you. Yeah, it's bear season too, you know. And this is a bear holler up here, and me, I wasn't getting eaten by no bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I just want to uh, call and tell you what I was going through, and I just want really needing to hear a uh, ear to hear me out. You know what I mean, ABL? <laughs> I hear you, hundred uh, percent. Have you ever heard of people going to jail over cussing a dog out? It's, it's my very first time hearing it right now on the show. Well, I'm sure the people listening is probably their first time uh, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll send you a picture of my mugshot, ABL. I don't look like a happy camper in it. <laughs> <laughs> I even told that cop I'm a registered Republican. I support cops too. Now I said that right to his face. And I was like, "You do, you keep doing people like this, you're gonna turn people against supporting cops." Yeah, I hear you. Because ever since that George Floyd stuff, you know, I've been kind of on the cop side. You know, because you can't run from them, you can't fight them. Of course, you're not supposed to, and. Some people do. I didn't. I was. He said, "You're under arrest." I turned around, and said, "Yes, sir." You know what I mean? What, you, what you're supposed to do? You you can't be running from them or nothing. You know what I mean? You're not. You're just asking for it. <laughs> exactly. But thank you, sir. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, I know about Logan, West Virginia. He was not trolling. I know that little area. That's probably about an hour from Charleston. Like south and west, yeah, I've been out there. Yeah, up in the, in a little real, real mountainous area. So yeah, you gotta have a weapon on you out there because it might be a little bit of everything in the mountains, bear, um, raccoon, whatever you got out there. You don't want to get eaten up out there. Shout out to him. Yeah, I know he was mad. The the dog that peed on his ATV. <laughs> the dog peed on his ATV. I know he's mad about that. Seven zero one. You're allowed. I'm speaking to. Hey, ABL, this is Antiview. How are you doing tonight? Oh, well, how about yourself? I'm doing okay. Every time I've tried to call in, I just keep thinking, like, how do I follow that call? 
<laughs> I, I don't have I don't have some of the stories that these people have, but I guess I don't know. I can all I can do is shake the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, calling tonight because I I have a very interesting topic, and while I'm talking about it, I'll give you something to Google. So it gives you something to do while I'm talking. <laughs> um, look up if you can find anything about the CDC about what you're supposed to do post-recovery. After you've had it, after you've been vaxxed, after you've been boosted, after, after, after everything, do you still have to screen yourself? Do you still have to take all these precautions? And I say that with some passion, and this is where, like, Uncle ABL, or maybe for me it would be Cousin ABL, since we're the same age, would come into play, because I don't know how to not get emotional about this topic. I called the CDC themselves, and I called my um my Department of Health also, which it's just a circle. It's an endless circle. It's it's a snake trying to have sex with itself, if you know what I mean. It's a constant figure eight because one's telling you what to do and to go to the CDC, and then the other tells you to go back to the state, and then the state says to go to the CDC. It's actually written into law in my state that we have to go by the CDC recommendation. But then when you go under federal law, it says ultimately your state is responsible for the law. So who who's going to win, right? So I I'm I'm getting a little off track here. My the whole thing about this is I have we've talked before. I got an assisted living with dementia. Okay, all of these women have now had COVID because the state forced a positive person back to my assisted living before they recovered. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we've dealt with it. They all got the monoclonal antibodies, actually. I'm blessed that we were able to pull that off. They all recovered. And now I get state coming into my house, and I mean house by facility, saying, here's a $500 fine for each resident for each day that you're not screening them for COVID. It's how much Tell me now? Where that makes sense. You say, you say it's how much per day? Five hundred dollars per day for re- per resident. Wow, it, it it makes no sense. So, so these women have dementia, and for any of you who don't really understand, besides watching our president, um, it can be very, very detrimental to the the resident or the patient or whoever when you ask them questions that they don't understand because it puts their mind into a tailspin or it can put them into like, they're not living in the moment with you. So if I'm asking these people, do you have any signs and symptoms of COVID? All I'm doing is increasing their anxiety. So I specifically said that to the representative of the, of the CDC and to the guy in my state at the department of health. I said, I have women with dementia it is detrimental to their health for me to ask them and screen them these questions. Is it still necessary since they've all recovered and within the past three months recovered, not like a year ago recovered, past three months, do I still need to do this? Do I still need to ask these questions? Can I do it visually instead? Nope. It is a requirement of the law that you do this. And if you don't, here is your fine. 
so when you ask your representatives, do you really care about my grandma with Alzheimer's? Do you really care about these Vietnam vets that have PDS, PTSD that have caused vascular dementia? Do you really care about these people? Because if you did, you wouldn't be causing them to inhale lorazepam and Haldol and morphine. Sometimes I got one lady, I got to give it to her hourly if she gets set off by the wrong thing. And every time I ask her a question about an infectious disease, she goes back to having polio when she was four years old and she gets like traumatic. Like she starts mm. screaming and she starts, and the state and the CDC want me to do this to this woman. Like, I, I don't know how to not get my emotions involved and I don't know how to not get overly passionate, passionate and feel like I'm screaming at them because that's what I really want to do. And that's what I am doing because I don't know how to get it through to them that they're killing these people because they ultimately don't care. Now, is, can you, are, you, are you able to just not do what they're telling you to do? Um, yes, but then I put my license at risk. You know, I, I'm an RN, and I, I put my license at risk. I put our um, assisted living license at risk. I put my director's license at risk. I, put, I even talked to the hospice provider because three of these women are on hospice prior to even having COVID. Like, they're in their 90s and they're in their hundreds, okay? They, they're, they're happy and they're thriving living at our place. And I asked the hospice provider, can I have an order to not have to screen these women because it's to their detriment. And she or he or whoever even told me, no, I, I can't because if they were to come in and see that I wrote an order for something like that, I would immediately put, be put under investigation and I might lose my license as a, as a doctor. Mm -hmm. Like they, they quotes don't care. Now, can, um, can you talk to a lawyer? Actually, we have. We got a lawyer involved, and he took um, he took the the case, and he took my report of it because you know I always have to have my facts on a line. And when I when I know a topic, I fixate and become a perfectionist. So I kind of already did his job for him because I gave him everything to back up why this is a crapshoot and why we're never going to be able to get in line you know, with what the state wants us to, because it's a never ending battle. They're after our money and they're after, I don't, I don't know. I think in our case, they're after money, but also that control. Cause when they shut down private places like us, then they force them into state ran places. You know, let's get rid of the institutions, but then let's put every single elderly in a nursing home where their staffing ratio in the nursing home that I go to just help out in every once in a while with a staffing agency, their ratio nurse per patient is 45 to one. And that's for CNAs, it's 45 to three. Mm. And at my house, I'm six to one and three to one for CNAs. Tell me where your grandma's going to get better care. Tell me where she's going to thrive. Yeah, but see, they're not, they're not, not worried. Shoving. They're, not, they're not worried about actual care they're worried about all these rules and regulations that they want to follow for themselves well they they are making rules that they're not they're not the ones working and actually doing the work you know i understand why there's checks and balances to an extent because somewhere along the line somebody got the wrong arm chopped off or the wrong kidney or whatnot but 
tell me why. <laughs> I mean, any single one of these people that are making these laws saying that I got to ask, you know, Grandma Dorothy, who can't even remember her name's Dorothy, if she has any COVID symptoms or if she's been out of the country when I know darn well she hasn't left my house. Right. You know, right. it's 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 pretty it's silly. ridiculous. It's 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 insane. But um, anytime you want to chat more about that, I got lots of dirt and lots of tea. And I thought that was a great great way to celebrate my 13 months of finding you on YouTube. So I hope you have a great night and hello to everybody in the chat. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Yep. Bye. All right. Shout out to her. Yeah. That, I mean, it's just like these random arbitrary rules to just throw out there and make any sense. Let's go to some more here. Now one Nate, you're not allowed. Who am I speaking to? <coughs> Hey, what's up, baby? Oh, it's Jakey Scott from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? Oh, it's all good, man. Can't complain. Yep. No, me neither. Um, yeah, I, I didn't catch all your shows tonight, but I looked at all the topics, and yeah, I've been following that, all that stuff. It's pretty crazy. But actually, that dude that called earlier, the guy from Virginia, I think he was, you know, had that thick accent, you know, about yeah. the dog. Yeah, West Virginia. You know, and the yeah, West Virginia, yeah. Well, anyway, I had a short story I thought I might share with you, if you don't mind. I mean, I'll, I'll make it short as possible. As possible. I mean, I live in Oklahoma, but I'm on really close to the Missouri border. And for a while, when I was young, I lived in Missouri, like in the early 2000s. And there was one night where I came back from my dad's house, and we split like a six-pack of beer over the day. You know, and I'm a big guy like you. I'm 6'3", like 240, 250. So, like, over the day, I had, like, three beers, you know, and I was totally fine. And I was driving home up to Missouri, and I hit a roadblock, the checkpoint. And I, there happened to be a beer can in the back of my truck. Mm. And that just set everything off right there, you know. And... So I get out of the truck and they do all the sobriety tests and everything's fine. And I blow the uh, breathalyzer and the legal level is a 0.08. And I blew a 0.081, like a tenth of a percent. And the funny thing is, is that I was less than a mile from my apartment. Like it was literally right down the road. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, instead of handcuffing me, taking me to jail, no, they just told me to go over here, sit down. They wrote me out a ticket. And then they called a tow truck to get my truck. And I'm like, well, how am I going to get home? They're like, well, you can ride with him. And I'm like, wait, so you're going to let me ride home when the guy that's towing my truck back to my place? They're like, yeah. And you're not going to put me in handcuffs. And all you're going to do is give me a ticket that's going to end up costing me about five grand over the next six months. Losing my license and just going through all kinds of crap, you know. So, I don't know. I just thought that was funny that that dude told that story because it reminded me of that story of mine, you know. Because... I've never, I've, I guess I've had a DUI, but I've never had handcuffs put on me and I've never been in jail. 
you know, it was pretty much a money-making night. It was a checkpoint where they were just, you know, giving out tickets for whatever reason they could. So my point is, it's not, I don't know, it's just that, you know, there's good and bad police. You know, I love the police. You know, whenever you need help, they're there for you. You know, they're the the people that you call. But like in any job, there's good ones and bad ones, you know. And these guys, they were just doing their thing. Like, they're like, all right, boys, we got to get out there. We got to make some money tonight. So my, my point is that, you know, don't let, you know, people of color, you know, don't think that they're just targeting you. Okay. And this is in a totally white area. Okay. So, I mean, I got treated like, you know, there was no reason for that, you know? So, right. You know, they'll they'll treat anyone the same way. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter, you know. So it, it just happens. And that's why we can't, you know, classify everyone as in the same group, you know. We can't just say they're all bad or whatever. I mean, there's good apples and bad apples. That's all there is to it, you know. Hundred percent. But correct. either way, yeah. Yeah. I went through all that, you know. Took about six months to get everything straightened out and cost me a lot of money and I haven't done it again. But anyway, I thought uh yeah, I did get off easy. I got off real easy. I mean, because I've known people that have... but either way in court, the, the judge threw the book at me. I had like eighty hours community service. I had to go to all kinds of meetings. And this was my first ticket ever. I never had a seatbelt or a speeding ticket, nothing like that up until that point. Right. But, but anyway, I thought that'd be, you know, I wanted to echo that one dude's story from West Virginia, you know. Right on, man. Well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. All right, man. Good night, brother. Love you. All right. Shout out to the call. Yeah, man. I've been in those checkpoints before. Now, I, I never have been drinking and driving. You know, I, you guys, I don't drink, so I never have drunk and drive. But um, I have just got pulled over at a, at a checkpoint, and it'd be like my tags are expired, or I had, back in Virginia, had an expired inspection. inspection. And it, it just, it's money-making when they do a, a checkpoint like that. You know, especially if you go through a small town. Oh, they, they're notorious for that. Like Emporia, Virginia, you guys from VA, if you know, you know, Emporia, is known as a speed trap. If you're coming through 58, I think that's what it is, 58 right there, and you, you're trying to go into Hampton Roads or leaving, trying to go to Carolina or something like that, you get caught in Emporia, or you probably will get pulled over because they keep having the speed limit change, 55 to 45 to 35 to 45. It keeps changing like that because they're trying to get you speeding, and it will get you, and that's, that's how a lot of the town, that's how they make money. It's part of their, their, their whole thing. Seven seven three in the line. We're speaking to. Hey, Bill. <clears throat> hey, hey, Bill. First off, first off, if you remember, remember that that argument Ben Shapiro had with that that student. Uh, I want to know from your own past experience of being on the left. Does that come reflect some negative? feelings to you like was that me doing that 
at the time? I don't understand the question. I meant meant the behavior behavior of the student uh, yelling yelling and just just talking over someone just calling them wrong like how a child would would when you were on the left at one point looking at that scenario did that ever occur to you of any of your past actions? Nah, I, I, I never I never did nothing like that. Like my whole thing was. I would do like a lot of online, like back and forth. Um, in my regular everyday life, I didn't really run into too many conservatives, so you could speak to them like that. So I never really had the screaming, okay. and I never really had the screaming and hollering type thing. My thing was more, you guys are wrong, and I would try to prove my points. It's, I, I would never just attack somebody and just talk about them. I talk about the points, but I was just wrong mm-hmm. in my points. That was all. He was just incorrect in his points and then went to try to attack the person. I never did nothing like that. Yeah, because from my experience, I've always been told to attack the argument instead of the person. Yeah. But oftentimes, because I'm dealing deal with teachers who are so gung-ho on what the mainstream media's narrative is and doesn't question anything, it becomes impossible to kind of, kind of stick to that if the person you're talking to has zero clue what they're talking about, talking about or the new information being provided. Because take like if you've seen Black Conservative Perspectives video about about this questionnaire of asking Black people if they still support Black Lives Matter. Now they know about the truth, where the money was going, and you wouldn't believe all the ignorance in that entire entire video. They say they still support them, even though they know know now. How about the money going there? Yeah, you know, people a lot of times, even when they're when they're confronting with it, with the evidence, it's right in front of their face. They mm-hmm. will still refuse to believe it. That's kind of how people are sometimes when they are really deep into a particular belief system. Okay, I do want to ask you one question because I still disagree with you about keeping Twitter Twitter as reliable reliable stores. I'd like to know from you is, in your own words, what would you kind of describe Twitter as? Because where I see it, because of the left, I see it from as a mental insane asylum, like one flew over its cuckoo's nest type of type of scenario. I mean, you could, you could find that in there if you want to, but the thing is you could find a lot of different things. There's a lot of different communities. There's a lot of different things being said. It's like it's a lot of legitimate news organizations that use Twitter. It's a way to disseminate information that people are familiar with, and it's the biggest one. So, if a conservative person wants to have their message expand and get some more people that may not necessarily know about them, if they're not on Twitter, they're just leaving themselves out of the equation, and they're, they're just trying to they're, they're they're kind of working at a disadvantage, at a handicap, because they're not everywhere they should be. You can have alternative media, and that's fine. Be there too. But don't deny yourself the biggest platforms to have your voice be heard. We, we want to have our voice uh, heard on all the biggest platforms, rather than be rather than be on the the smaller platforms. Okay, but at some point, point Twitter will be overshadowed by some of these new platforms popping up because because they actually do care about freedom of speech much more so than just just being censored all the time just for speaking the truth. 
Oh yeah, that can happen. Uh, yeah, that, that that definitely can happen. But in the meantime, it's not. So you don't want to, you know, you, you don't want to abandon it too soon. You know, have the competition. And if something comes along that defeats Twitter, just like how MySpace was defeated by Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, then that then it makes sense to go ahead and just you know let let that die. But until then, it's a king of the hill. Until somebody else can do okay. it, yeah. Have you have you seen in the video of that bird bird pooping on Biden said? I did see that. Well, yes. it showed her actually. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. <laughs> well, there's an interesting meme out there that I kind of already shared with you of this FBI by arresting this Trump-looking bird for for pooping on Biden, <laughs> like he paid him to do it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but I do do think, and I do agree with Jericho that if Biden goes to like California, like San Francisco, <laughs> should have a whole form of seagulls pooping on him like that. <laughs> that, that could happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, I do want to finally say that that website I told you about that I got about the coof news that. That website now has been been censored since for some reason to the point where you can't access it. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you manage to kind of find another site that actually works, let us know because the censorship is a major problem and the only way you can actually win win this information war is is by finding other platforms and other reliable sorts of news instead of just circulating the same same mainstream media talking points over and over again. All righty. No doubt. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Okay. Bye. All right. Let's go to the next call here. The last pick of 2757. Yeah, Mr. Logan, Chesapeake Bob here. How you doing? It's all good, man. About yourself. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I uh, had to put everything on hold because I was waiting for the interview. Uh, by the way, shout out to her. I appreciate her call. And you're also right, by the way, about Emporia. As oh, yeah. you know, uh-huh. coming, down that, coming down that road, it is nothing but a money trap. Big that's, time. That's right. Absolutely. And I need to actually ask you for a favor. Okay. Today is my 36-year anniversary. I've been married to this woman for 36 years. And could you possibly give a shout out to Rebecca for putting up with me? <laughs> okay, Rebecca, shout out to you for putting up with uh, Bob over there. 36 years, long time. And I wish you 36 more, you know, so y'all have a good anniversary. And sh- shout out to you as well. That, that's, that's, a, that's, a good, um, that's a good accomplishment for you right there. Yeah, we've been together for 36 years. We've got two grown children that both have their heads on straight. And after 20 years in the Navy and 20 years being on the road as consultant, I, I have to tip my hat to her. And I appreciate your shout-out for her. That's pretty much all I wanted you to do. Yeah, all right, man. Well, thank you for your call. appreciate you. All right, bye-bye. All right, that's an accomplishment right there. 36 years, 20 in the Navy. Same thing my uncle did, 20 in the Navy, didn't retire. And then after that, you still can do more, like, different things. So, yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. Absolutely. You know, that's that's like you don't really find out too much anymore for a long marriage like that. Yeah. Shout out shout out to them. Yep. 
And thank you all for being here. I couldn't do this show without y'all. I appreciate y'all as well. Y'all, y'all been here for a long time. Some of you guys, some of you guys been here recently. I thank everybody for joining the show and, and, and doing what you do. All right. All right. I'm reading some of these comments right here. There were some comments I was reading throughout the show that sometimes I want to respond, but it's like I want to keep the calls coming. So I, a lot of times I forget some of the, the more colorful comments that I want to read. Oh, but as far as that website that had been censored, yeah, that happens. Sometimes website, it gets censored. Um, sometimes you have a bad host. Luckily, shout out to my host. These guys do fantastic. They, they look out for me. One time an article went viral on my website and kind of crashed it. And they called me like it was like a whole meeting. Like three, four people called me from the host and was like, hey, man, we got your back. Don't worry about it. We're going to hook you up, get you a better plan. Like they really looked out for me. So my website, anthonybelogan.com, by the way, shameless plug. Of course, it's going, I'm going to say on my show what the website is, but anthonybelogan.com. I don't have any kind of problems with censorship on my website. It's all good. So, yeah, you could go there and there's no problems. Let's go to 863. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's uh, Alex calling in from uh, Lakeland, Florida. All right, man. What's going on? Uh, now, a quick question for you. So if you think or do you think that if the Democratic Party placed in a different puppet other than Joe Biden, do you think all this stuff with Hunter Biden and all the Burisma dealings, do you think that would be big in the mainstream media or do you think that would all be just swept underneath the rug? It would still be censored because they don't want that information to get out about anybody in the Democratic Party. You know, if, if he's in the Democratic Party, regardless of whether he's a president or not, they don't want it to be there. Now, if he's not in a Democratic Party, if he's just like a regular Joe or he's like a consultant or something like that in D.C., then that, that, that probably would come out. It probably would because he doesn't have that type of position. But if he was still Senator Joe or if he was just Joe, the former vice president, then nah, they would still censor it. So, so it's almost in a good way. It's almost a good thing that he did actually become president in a way to expose all this, all this bad stuff that's been going on. That, that, that you could, you could see it that way for sure. Because if not for, you got to take one good thing out of it, I guess. Right. Yeah. Take something good, you know, because it's a lot of bad. So take something good, but yeah, definitely him becoming the president and going through the whole process, definitely put a highlight on all this, the, you know, the, the, the crazy laptop and the crack smoke and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. They, I, I watched the side-by-side video of him talking about, oh, well, you need to do 25 years, and then they show Hunter Biden hitting the pipe, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it, it's insane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one more thing before I go here. Did you see what the uh, Democrats want to put on the ticket for the 2024? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's going to be Anthony Weiner and <laughs> Eric Holder. <laughs> no, so no way. It's going to be Wiener Holder. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I'll let you go on that one, man. Great show, man. Keep up what you're doing. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you. Shout out to the caller. I, I, I had a sound effect. I don't know if I had the right one. There you go. It's about a, a, a thousand years too late, but you got it. Shout out to the caller. All right, I got time for maybe like one more. Then I got to wrap it up. But yeah, it, on, on, but on a serious note, who are they going to actually run for 2024? 
who do they have? They're trying to put Cory Booker out there. They're trying to make him be like Barack Obama, but it's not working. They're, they're trying their best to make this guy be so relatable and so impassioned and all that kind of stuff. It's just not really doing it for me. He's not, he's, he's not giving that type of energy that I need from a good um, presidential person. Even though I don't like Barack Obama, Barack Obama's no friend of mine, Barack Obama still had that, that passionate energy. He still had it. Or at least he was able to present himself like he had it. He was able to present himself like a good speaker. But Cory Booker, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced. He doesn't really, I, I don't really feel it the same way that Barack Obama can make you feel something. Or at least have you think that you feel something. Kamala Harris, same way. They were trying to put Kamala Harris and Cory Booker out there at the same time, trying to promote them, trying to make them be big stars, but it just didn't really work out. It, it didn't really go over the way that they thought it would go over, not, not in the least bit. All right. So that's, that's probably a wrap for the calls right there. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for the calls. Thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. I got Super Chats to read right here. I got a video to play too because I see a Super Chat that relates to a video. If you couldn't get on tonight, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Please blame the white man. You know how sometimes these things operate. Uh, but shout out to the mods for being keeping the trolls in check, keeping the chat nice and orderly. And shout out to everybody for just for watching, for sharing, for retweeting or whatever you're doing. Thank you for doing that. I'll be back live again on Wednesday and Saturday and probably on Tatum's stream next Thursday if he does it. If he does it, I'm there. That's just what it is. If Tatum's live on Thursday, ABL going to be in the building unless... I don't know. It was a hurt, an inland hurricane or something like that. I'm going to be there. Right. So let's go ahead and go to the supers and then I wrap it up, put the bow clean on top. Uh, hold on. So let me see. Okay. Now, okay, there we go. Fauna face says, shout out to the lady who skipped out on the Parkland jury because of her sugar daddy. <laughs> Okay, here's okay. I, I got that video. Had that queued up. Had that queued up for a minute because I wanted to play that right quick. So shout out to the sugar daddy who um, this lady used as an excuse to get out of jury duty. Jury duty. All right. So this person says, "I'm married and I have my sugar daddy." A prospective juror told a Florida judge this week and her bid to get out of serving on Parkland killer Nicholas Cruz death penalty. Uh, jury, interesting. Question? Yes, please. And hold on, let me find your name. Miss Bristol. Yes, please. Yes. Okay, so I'm reading. So it's a whole entire month. First of all, let me clarify myself. Okay. July 7th is my birthday. The 4th is my son. The 18th is my other son. That ain't gonna work off me. Then they're gonna realize. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Don't talk too fast, please. We have oh. to be able to understand. Okay. So you said that the what? July, there's dates in, in in July that you're not available. What are July those dates? July seventh, July fourth, which is closed, and July eighteenth. But you're then again, I need to figure out something. I have my sugar daddy that I see every day. I'm sorry. <laughs> you heard her. You heard her. She said she got a sugar daddy she sees every day. So what am I going to, I got my sugar daddy. I got to see Mary Day too. So what's up? I can't, I can't be on the jury. I got a sugar daddy. My sugar daddy. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. But well, we'll, I'm not 
don't don't play. See, I, I like right there. Don't play coy, lady. You know what she's talking about. Don't act like you don't know what she's talking about. You know, you probably got one too. But that's, that's, I digress. I digress. And I have my, my sugar daddy. Okay. I see him every day. All right, ma'am, we'll come back to you, okay? Thank you. <laughs> she probably got out of the jury duty doing that because she know what time it is. She acts like she ain't know what was going on. You know, lady. You just want to be, yeah, be, be professional. Be, you know, nice and prim and proper. A sugar daddy? What's that? You know she's talking about. So, yeah, shout out to her for using the sugar daddy defense to not be on the jury. Uh, I guess it worked. I, I bet you it did work. So I'm going to come back to you. Okay. It's a it's a lame reason to not be in the jury, but it sure did work. I bet you it did. <laughs> I bet you it worked. All right. Um let me see. Let me let me go back. Thank you to Effort Ranger Xbox who says on your Facebook and your comments I post memes. You gave me tonight's meme, Eric Adams post. Thank you to Christy who says, Happy Easter APL. I appreciate you and your channel very much. Hope you and your family enjoy. Have an awesome weekend and holiday. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you to Jamie who says, ABL, thank you for all, all that you do. Thank you. Thank you to Shreeps who says, ABL, I saw you cop Elden Ring. Let's co out like the old days when we used to way back. ABL Discord gang, I see the Musk moves in Winklevoss too. <laughs> I tried Elden Ring for like. A half hour, man. I just it was it, I I had to had to refund it, man. It was it was tearing me to pieces. It was tearing me all the way to pieces, man. I had to refund that. But yeah, thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. This is a podcast, of course, and it'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Links for that will be in the description. Let me make sure I got all my comments out the way and then we'll be good. Yeah. All righty. That will be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.